to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Ryan. Episode 176 of the Fake Nerd Podcast. Thank you, Ben. Oh, wow. You're welcome, man. That's Happy, a good no. thing. Happy birthday, Ryan. Thanks. It's a good thing we're on Spotify because that was a solid banger. That's a song. Thank What's you. that song? A solid banger? Yeah. It's, it's, a hot, very, it's a hot jam. It's very rare for Pavarotti to make a birthday song appearance at the Olive Garden. <laughs> I was well, going to say I was gonna say the Haunted Mansion when we first started. <laughs> no. oh. But then it got really good, and I was like, no, I don't want to be mean. Huh. Thank you. As I said, it's, 100, it's episode 176 of the Fake Nerd Podcast. And today is Ryan's birthday. Happy birthday again, Ryan. Thanks. Well, it's, yeah. it's today if you're listening to this on it's, Tuesday. Well, hey, yeah. it, it, by the anyway. time we're recording this, it is his birthday. Yes. So, yeah, yeah there Club you go. Club going up on a Tuesday, you guys. Yeah. I'm Ben Magnet. That's Sparks Witty, who is apparently out to destroy my relationship with my lovable girlfriend. He's keeping, her, he's keeping you honest. Am man. I destroying your relationship or I, am I just improving my bond with her? <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Levels rise. Levels tomato, fall. tomato. I mean, <laughs> still screw you. And watching the world burn is Brandon T. McClure. Yep, watching it. Always. Mm-hmm. With that 2020 yeah. vision. You got a front row seat with a box of popcorn right next to you. How about I go first with my week? Was I yeah, have very little week. to do? Go for um, it. I worked a lot of this week. I've been working a lot this month, but uh, I did find time to go see Doolittle. <laughs> thank, thank God somebody did it. Because <laughs> I have to know. Uh, I don't think it's possible to make a worse movie. Really? If you tried. Oh, that's so good. And you know what? You know what really sucks? What kind of makes it even worse what? is that I'm watching this movie and there are moments where I'm just like, oh, that's the movie that Robert Downey Jr. thought he was in. Yeah. There's bit because it was definitely finished by an editor because it, it stinks of reshoots and choppy editing mm-hmm. and, and it's just, it takes away all like the adventure in favor of fart jokes. Uh, there's an octopus that says snitches get stitches. That would make me laugh. John <laughs> Cena. John Cena too. helps. Uh, hmm. You got it. You got it. Yeah, you got I do. It. John, so, so there's a dragon in the movie. We've all seen the trailers. There's a dragon in the movie. Mm-hmm. Sorry if you don't know this already. <laughs> cool dragon design. I like the dragon design a whole lot. Uh, well, the dragon is mad because he needs a colonoscopy. So it's true about his buttholes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So they're ripping. They're not ripping. They're taken with a piece of celery because that's the running joke in the whole movie uh, that the duck doesn't know what forceps are and just thinks they're all celery. Um, <laughs> and he's and he's pulling all this armor and shit and then. And then out of the dragon's butt. Out of the dragon's butt, and then he you, pulls. You don't see rectum, right? No. Okay. And it's a. P, it's still PG. Well, no, I know. I'm just like it's a. This is a whole there's butt a, plot. There's a massive fart, and I turned to my girlfriend and I said, "I think I need a shower." I've been told. <laughs> I've been told it's the the shot where the wind is blowing at them in that moment in the yes. trailer from the dragon thing is yes. the fart. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes, it is. And, and cats then, or or do little. <clears throat> oh. I didn't even. I don't even. Cats is more entertaining. Oh, that's a shame. You can have fun in cats. You can't have fun in Doolittle. That sucks. Okay. Um, I can believe that. Yeah. I don't like cats, but I can believe. Yeah. That. Uh, and then they, I mean, they're both then, shitty ways to spend a day. Yeah, that's true. And then John Cena says, uh, "Teamwork makes makes the dream work." <laughs> I mean, that's a very John Cena thing to say. Isn't he a polar bear? Yeah. Okay. Antonio Banderas is in it. He's a bad guy. Yeah, he's a. He's and a that tiger, makes isn't me he? really sad because I guess fun. Antonio Antonio Banderas has had his day of being in good films. I guess that's over now. I think that's over. He's nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, Pain and Glory. Yeah. yeah. That, that, like, not... Uh, okay, I guess major market films. There you go. We're not going to see him as He's Zorro. not the big action star. Because I, I know he's doing fine, because, like, Picasso, that show, he's killing it, apparently, so... 
Yeah. So uh, Antonio Banderas, <clears throat> he's having he's having a good time. But there's the, and I realize when, with the editing issue, there's a moment where they have to steal something from Antonio Banderas's castle, and so they go to Tortuga rip off and they uh Pirates of the Caribbean mm. reference if anyone cares mm-hmm. um is it a real place no are we sure no okay because <laughs> I don't know so <laughs> the so Robert Downey Jr. and this kid who's in the who's in the movie who's his apprentice um is trying to sneak in so it's it, and they, they stop it and they're just like okay this is okay we'll just have the the parrot narrate what's happening and not show the sneaking in Squat? so I'm just like so you took out you took out a ton of movies. Tortuga is a real place. Look at that. Where is it? It's a Caribbean island. Cool. Oh, look at that. Yeah, I, I just I just feel like sometimes I'm watching the movie and Off I'm like... Off of Haiti. Sometimes, hmm. sometimes I'm watching the movie and I'm just like, this Has is... a rock festival. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, th- this is... Th- sometimes Robert Downey Jr. will say something or give a look or, or, or do a bit and, and it's like... Oh, that's the movie he thought he was in. The movie that they that the studio decided to screw up by hiring the wrong director. Because um, it's had a lot of production. It's issues. had a lot of production yeah. issues. So I'm just watching the. So I'm uh, I'm just so sad that like you could have. It's there. Is he you good? In done it? it like throughout. Is he good in it? Or is this it, like the material's not good? The material's just not, just not there. He, he can't. Doesn't, he can't support it. There's a lot of there's a lot of shots where he's not even in it, and it's clear it's a body double. Oh. So those were so those were reshoots because I don't think he wanted to come in for reshoots. Um. His accent is still that wouldn't have been changed by this other by a different movie, but his accent is still very weird and hard to understand a lot of the time. Um, Did, does Doolittle have an accent? I don't know anything about the original like movies or. or I mean, Rex Harrison had an accent. Like okay, yeah. So like, nothing in the books implies it. Okay. Yeah, he's he's kind of he's Scottish, bad Scottish. Oh, <laughs> I I could not tell you that from the trailers. No. Uh, so yeah, it's it's so unfortunate honestly i just want rdj to have a good post avengers career right i i, I do so and that's i'm sure he'll be fine i he he he's filthy rich he will be fine is this Disney? no i mean like this I is universal like, universal i got it i mean like i don't think anybody's gonna hang the bad performance of this film on him i know but he's only done two films since 2011 and they were the judge and this so he's been busy I know. It's just unfortunate. Carrying a franchise. I'm just saying, like, this came out so soon after. He's going to be fine. Like, he'll be in another yeah. movie that people will like him in. It's not a problem. Hopefully. Sherlock Holmes 3 is coming. Look, there yeah, was a time where, like, nobody thought he'd be in anything anybody would like him in again. God, yeah. Thank you, John And then Favreau. he did Iron thank Man. You, so, John I mean, Favreau. like, it, it, he'll be fine. Uh, I also... <clears throat> he has the talent. He'll be okay. I also... Uh, I'm two episodes away from finishing The Witcher. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> um, I didn't realize that Netflix... That the... Credits are all minstrel songs, Ooh. and Netflix's what? Uh, Netflix's skip after five seconds is really pissing me off now. Because you want to listen to it? Because I want to listen to the song. So I'm just like, watch these damn credits. Yeah, all the intros and outros are, are unique and cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, the show rules. Uh, yeah, I really, I, I now that it's t- kind of starting to come together because there's a lot of timeline. Yes, stuff it was that confusing. It, I think most people agree it's kind of confusing. But once you there's like a moment you're like, I get what's going on now. Yeah, yeah. it's really cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that, like I'm so now that everything starts co- starting to like come together, I'm really into it. I'm so really into it in a lot of ways. Uh, it's what I wanted Game of Thrones to be. Yeah. Not like in content or mm-hmm. anything, but like that that type of style of show is what I kind of. Kind of, not like holy, but like higher kind of, fantasy than what Game of Thrones is. Yeah, something like that. And I, I think that 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 as I'm watching this, I'm like, oh, this is what I was thought I was going into. Yeah. with Game of Thrones. Um, Henry Cavill's excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Excellent. I, I think honestly the entire cast and I mentioned it with Ben when we talked about it but like I think the, the girls in that show are rock yeah. solid oh, yeah. all of them yeah. like that queen I still think about how just cool and badass and like her Beer! character changes like the more you learn about her yeah. uh, like no one's a hero like or a villain like it's, it's everything's gray uh, especially I, when Yennefer when she gets what she wants and then she kind of backtracks a little she's like oh no this sucks yeah why did I get this yeah I um uh not you haven't seen it, Sparks. I have not. Yeah, so uh, I won't spoil. I won't spoil any any plot. Appreciate any it. plot stuff. Um, but I think Henry Cavill is a lot of fun. He's really good in it as as, as Geralt. Mm-hmm. I like in rap. Like I'm enraptured in his performance. And I mentioned before how much I really like to see Adam's Adam Driver with a lightsaber. I think yeah. his choreography is really smooth and interesting and. Uh, Henry Cavill, same thing. I could watch that guy with a sword yeah. all day. And I, I watched an interview uh, uh, with him when it was coming out, and he does almost all of his own stunts. Yeah, he does all of the sword fighting. He's like, because he's like, he's like, you know, when I watch movies, I want to see the actors doing things because that's what makes it more believable. Yeah. You know, it's when it's a stuntman, and like, it's always me with that sword. Like ninety nine percent of the time, it's me, and yeah. I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah, I, I really like watching him fight sequences because he is so smooth yeah. with that sword. What's that magic thing he can do? That's one thing oh. that I really like. Uh, Witchers, they have, they can do weird magic shit. Yeah, and it's just something that, like, and the potions, like, there's a lot of things that just are not explained, and I like that because yeah. you're eventually gonna learn about it. But it's there's so much lore they could throw at you, but they kind of focus on what they need to and just leave all like the magic stuff. Like, oh, yeah. don't worry about it because it's magic. There's no point in the in the, in the dialogue to ever explain something like that because yes. everyone's so familiar with this world. Um, I think Jaskier was a great way to uh, was a, is a good character to include because it gives the witcher something to bounce off of yes but honestly uh his stoicism really works yeah and like he conveys a lot of emotion while well well it's a good emoting. subtle yeah yeah did you get to the episode with the genie yet i wasn't saying anything for plot that's not really that's, but yes oh you did? okay i'm trying to be it's a little something bit that more, happens in an episode i know i'm trying there's the, the episode i just saw i didn't know was happening I didn't know what was coming, and I don't want to take that away from yeah. anyone. Um, but yes, I did no, see uh, that. The reason episode. why I mentioned that is because that's the, I think the best um, Jaskier was, or has been in this whole. Sh- he's been great this whole season, but that episode he shines. His name's Dandelion in the games. <laughs> is it? Yeah, because uh, Jaskier is like his Polish original. Name. Oh, okay, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, I really like it. I'm really enjoying. I'm it. glad you like it. Yeah. Uh, Same here, bud. Yeah, it seems like when it first came out, there were a lot of like haters, mm-hmm. but it's it kind of seems like it's kind of those are backing away and like people. Oh, not really just like that. People critics were destroying the witcher there was like the guy the people who review stuff at um entertainment weekly were straight up saying it's like yeah we skipped five episodes but this is an f this show sucks it's like did you not that's watch no the show? that's not a review and a lot of people didn't like that they did that because mm-hmm. they straight up didn't watch they they made the review saying oh we didn't watch half the show because we thought it started bad yeah. like you are not a real reviewer how are you no. getting paid to put out this bullshit yeah, yeah. well that's, i mean because it was half. it was obviously no mandalorian so that's uh, oh, god According to your Mando. <laughs> uh, yeah, I said I said last week, but I was I was fully prepared to be like, oh, that song's over hype. Yeah. Now it's on Spotify. I've listened to it all. It's on Spotify loop. now. No joke. I've seen like three people on Twitter oh. say the same thing. Like I listen to that shit every day. Yeah. No, I freaking have two versions of that song: the original one and a, a metal cover that one. This one British guy did, and it's freaking awesome. That's the only way I can listen to is Toss Green Witcher. It's on Spotify. I can't tell you how happy I, I am that we get to constantly talk about the Witcher. Now. And and now and and they're gonna actually put up uh, a full soundtrack for the Witcher. Yeah. About on Spotify. damn time. So I'm hoping a lot of the minstrel songs. But yeah, no, a lot I of people, really like it. a lot of people have been wanting that soundtrack on like streaming, yeah. like Spotify and shit. It's not on there yet. Um, and then I got a, kind of a two-parter. Uh, I couldn't afford to buy Dune 
uh, this week, which That's is okay. unfortunate. Um, so I have, a, uh, I still still have, have 11 months. Yeah. Uh, so I decided to start, until I could afford it, uh, the autobiography of Jean-Luc Picard. Oh, yes. It's a fictional autobiography written by Eric Goodman, who's written a bunch of uh, 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 um, Futurama. Oh, cool. He wrote a bunch of Futurama. He's a huge Star Trek fan and wrote the autobiography of James T. Kirk. Um, and these are basically like, he's filling in things and making up stuff and just making a making a narrative story of, of a one man's life who we only like saw question amounts yeah. yeah. and uh what i really like about both of those books is that they feel like they're written by those characters he's got an understanding of how those characters talk and and would translate that to reading um so so it sounded like captain kirk and then this one sounds like jean-luc picard so i i really i really am enjoying that uh are you reading it in patrick stewart's voice yeah because it sounds like it would That's be good. his. That's good. Um, and it talks about like uh, his brother. It's, it like fill, it fills in the pi- uh, things from the beginning, like with his brother Robert, how he grew up. There's a he. <laughs> he said that there's a cellar in the in Chateau Picard uh, that just has uh, family portraits of famous Picards. Aww. And so like every generation has a famous Picard leading up to where the vineyard was started in the 1800s, um, and then. There was no pic- and then he was like, "Well, wait. After we got the vineyard, we stopped doing anything. So that's where he he had the thing was like, I'll be a Starfleet captain. I'll go to Starfleet and, and, and traverse the galaxy and like to be different from my from, from my family to be important in the in the Picard. I movie. hate wine until I don't. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's really good. And uh, I saw Picard, Star Trek Picard. What's I'm, the second part. That's the second part. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I'm. I w- I'm not seeing as many positive things that I wish as as I'm it's oh, got a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's good. So the critics that's really good. like it. Good. That's good. Um, I don't dislike it. It is it is nice to see, and I talk a lot about this on my premiere fake nerd watch watch episode coming out soon. Uh, baby. Coming out soon uh, with Michael Carls at the Down Right Nerdy Podcast, uh, which we recorded this week. Uh, so so I'm not as I'm not as trepidatious about it right now because it's, it is Picard and it feels like Picard. It feels like Patrick Stewart back as that character. And then I, I know that we're, um, and now that I know kind of what the story is, is going to go, I'm intri- I'm intrigued. I watched the rest. feels more like Blade Runner. And I think, Ryan, you might actually like it. I'm sure. Uh, that's It kind of makes me sad that it's not Star Trek, though. Yeah. Because that's, that's the thing that I heard most. It's like, oh, I thought we were getting oh, like classic Star yeah. Trek, and it's kind of just more of the new stuff. And I talk and I talk about that a little bit also, where it's just kind of like, it, right now, modern Trek is only interested in subverting Trek themes and doing something else with Trek. And it's like, we've got, we have no traditional Star Trek. Uh, and, yeah, we do. The Orville. Oh, uh, but Shit. like nothing in the, you're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> I almost made that same joke. <laughs> but it's not in Star Trek. No, I get it. Uh, so all we're getting from Star Trek are these... That's because the guy heading Star Trek has no fucking clue what he's doing. Hell yeah. Hashtag down with Alex Kirkland. Except Star Trek Beyond, I would argue. Star Trek Beyond feels like ca- classic Star Trek. Yeah, but he didn't write that. No, I know, but I meant like that is still technically part Thank of Thank you, Simon Pegg. Yeah. <laughs> he gets it. Yeah. yeah, I will agree with that. Um, and the, like Captain Pike in Discovery, he felt like classic Star Trek, so I don't know. I, I, will, watch, I will watch the rest of it, obviously. I'm doing a series for this show, but uh, I'm intrigued to where the story can go. I just wish it felt more like Star Trek. Does it come out week to week? It's week to week. Okay, yeah. cool. And I just like... Star Trek right now, modern Trek, is cynical because our world is cynical. Yeah. Uh, and I just—that's sh- why Star Trek rules, though. But, Original right. Star Trek. I shouldn't have to look. I shouldn't have to watch a TV show that's about hope and optimism. Yeah. And feel like it's not about hope and optimism. That's kind of the 
the biggest thing that I was worried about Picard, and now that it, it's it's kind of like coming true, I'm like, oh, it's not what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> but again, like it's I'm I like Star Trek, but like I'm nowhere near the fan that you are. So like maybe I can watch Picard and just be like, oh shit, it's Star Trek Blade Runner, cool. I I think that's I think you would like it because of cool. the Blade Runner aspects of it. Uh, there are things in it that I didn't even expect that are cool. Uh, we go into it uh, in detail in the Fake Nerd Watch episode, so I won't say too much here. Cool. Fair enough. But yeah, uh, that's really all I did this week. I love it. Yeah, I. I'll go next. I didn't do Benjamin. much. Well, my internet was down the whole week. We didn't get fixed until Friday morning because um, one of Fanny's coworkers' husbands works for the... It's not true. You wrote an article. Well, yeah. I, fi- I finally did. I was able to put it up on uh, Friday morning. Link in description. Did you go to Starbucks? No, I didn't. I I woke up Friday morning. It was The internet was up and running. Mm, good. Yeah. We offered every day for him to come over here. <laughs> uh, ben. <laughs> every you, day. You wrote All a- week. <laughs> You wrote an article. Yes, I did. I also wrote an article. Yeah, you did. Hell yeah, back at it. I, I, forgot to, I forgot to mention, I got published on Showbiz Express. That's Showbiz, Ooh. baby. Uh, so check that one out. It's about uh, uh, Dan Merle on, sc- on Screen Junkies told a story about Gertie the Dinosaur. I love Green. I love, yeah, I and, love Dan Merle. And uh, about like Gertie the Dinosaur and, and how its relation to 20th Century Fox. Um, if you're interested in that, read the article I wrote. I do quote him in it in a, in a couple places because he is where that, where that story, where I got the story from. But it is a true story and it's a really fascinating story. And I wrote about that because uh, I thought it was a take that not a lot of people do. And so that's a link in the description there. And Ben, your link is also in the description. Sweet. Two, two links. Yeah. Besides that, just living without internet for a while, trying to play some video games whenever I could. And did you play Jedi Fallen Order? No, I played more Fire Emblem. Ben, finish Fallen Order. I'm probably going to beat it before he does. So. Ben, no, you're not. Because <laughs> I played a lot of Fallen Order in a, uh, recently. <laughs> he has more time to play video games than you do. <laughs> Shit, he does. I just don't sleep. He's insomniac. <laughs> what up, baby? The it's company, be, not the thing. It's going to yes. be Spider-Man all over again. It's, it's not going to be Spider-Man all over again. Don't let this be Spider-Man. I'm not going to let it be Spider-Man all over again. Shit. Hey, guys. Our Spider-Man, it's his fault we didn't do a Spider-Man <sighs> real, Just real quick, where, what, where are you? I'm, st- I'm on Dathomir. Okay. He's, he's okay. the same place he was last week. I just don't remember, like, he's, compared he's to where I have a boss He's fight, at the maybe. end of a boss fight that okay. ends Dathomir's story. Got it. Okay, I'm not there. That. Where are you? I um, I think I've been to all... I've been to Kashyyyk twice, and I've been to Zepho twice. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I know where you are. Yeah. I know where you are. I just got, like, mm-hmm. a big character reveal about uh, an, an yeah. Inquisitor. Yep. 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 Okay. That's yep. so cool. Oh, yeah. And we'll talk shit, about it in the, uh, the review that ever Hopefully happened. Hopefully It will happen. I'll play it tonight. You got until February, or else we're doing it without you. I'll, I'll oh my god, it. that's weeks, baby. I'll beat it. Actually, right. no, it's not what I'm talking about. No, it's like, next, next February's week. next week. <laughs> I don't because I have no concept of time. It's next week. How long have I had my notes ring? <laughs> Since '87, according to your, our Jurassic Park. I'm uh, sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, it's uh, my uh. fault. It's because I goaded him about Fire Emblem. I know. <laughs> uh, it's uh, also a fun game. Leave me alone. I love that game. game. <laughs> Shit. Uh, I'll go next. Um, Did you have anything else, Ben? No. That's okay. it. Cool. Really, I hadn't. I didn't. Only th- only thing I did was go to a friend's homebrew anniversary yesterday, and that's yeah. That looked fun. The I saw you guys almost burn shit down. <laughs> I I didn't burn shit down. They Ryan, did. Burn. Ryan, you have a ton. Did you want to go next or? Yeah, I can I'll go, go next. I mean, it's not uh, right. a ton, but um, happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, I celebrated two days. I celebrated yesterday. Uh, uh, I got book wild. It was fun. Um, book wild. Book wild. B-U-C-K? Oh, I thought you read like a lot of books. I mean, a good, it's a good transition because I did read a lot oh, of books. Oh, snap. One, I want to talk about X-Men because that's all I do every day. Um, 
I when we talked about House of X, Powers of X, and the Dawn of X, I didn't really like Excalibur, or I liked it, but it, it wasn't it wasn't drawn to me as much as the other books. Uh, issue six came out, and I saw the cover, and I was like, I, I want to read this now. So I read all six issues like a trade, uh, and that book is awesome, you guys. That book is so good, and I you guys know how much I love like Rogue and Gambit, and like the stuff that they're doing with them is so cool, and it's like really like an evolution of like their marriage and how marriage does work in comic books. And like the expectations of children and this like this really fun stuff while being surrounded by this authorial legend and uh, 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 Morgan Le Fay and like King Arthur and all this crazy shit. Apocalypse is like I the just best can't dad. Buy all the X Men. I know. I would say I w- just get the trade. Yeah, you'll be fine. I have to get yeah. the trade. Yeah. Um, but like this, the character stuff is really good and like making Psylocke into Captain Britain is such an awesome evolution of that character. And that's what a lot of Dawn of X is doing for a lot of characters like Kate Pride. I said it. You did it. I finally did it. I'm sorry, girl. You did it. Um, but yeah, I, I caught up on that. And I really like that. I also read Guardians of the Galaxy number one, you guys. Uh, I, I haven't yet. I love Donny Cates' run because it brings us to the Abnett Landing type of feel. Uh, I would say this continues it, but elevates it by introducing the Greek gods. And you guys, Brandon, you really, really like this book. I if can't you, I know, wait. I know, like of all the books to like pick up at least pick up this number one yeah. because if you're not hooked I don't know what else could sell you and Al Ewing doing Guardians already sold me because of Ultimates yes I can't wait to read it yeah his the his character stuff is, is really solid and it's really emotional while still being grand in scope but like they do like a like a new version. Obviously, tell you like the, the Greek gods are reborn because yeah. they're missing and they're back and, and they're basically like, what is this shit? Why doesn't anyone worship us? And they start effing shit up. And if guardians are like, oh my god, they're gods. <laughs> um, and it's just it's such an interesting idea to bring like god stuff into the guardians. And it's uh, I had a lot of fun reading it. I'm so excited. Undiscovered country, Charles Soule and Scott Snyder. Has anyone read that yet? Not yet. Does anyone know what that book's about? No. Don't look into it. Just read it because it's it's. It's cool. It's really cool. It's like it's in my pile. It's uh, like it's like Mad Max, uh, Indiana Jones. I guess I would say okay. it's an adventure into a weird America, and it's really gnarly. And it's aren't re- we already living there? Here. Yes. Oh no, it is extremely political. So much that there is a a a reference to a wall that people have to climb or they'll die. Oh, good. <laughs> and it's powerful and like scary imagery. Yeah. Uh, but it's like. This America turned into something really horrible, and these people are trying to escape. Uh, that book is great. I hope everyone reads it. Uh, it's doing well so far. I'm glad. So um, Revenge of the Ghost Rider. That's a book that. So I went to the comic Revenge store. Revenge of the Cosmic Ghost Rider. I'm sorry, thank you. Revenge of the Cosmic Ghost Rider. So I went to the comic store two weeks ago, and I didn't have anything on my pull. And I'm not going to go to a comic store and not buy a book. So I bought the f- number one just to try it out. And I sent you guys some images. Yeah. That book's incredible. That book is really good, yeah. uh, and and Jeff Shaw did the art for that section, um, and that's just a really fun book of just like Ghost Rider doing crazy ghost stuff, cosmic Ghost Rider, cosmic Ghost, and uh, uh, doing crazy, crazy cosmic, cosmic ghost, ghost stuff. stuff. Ghost stuff. Thank you. Um, you got me. You got me. I played Fallen Order. Um, more Star Wars. I finished season two of Rebels. Hell I yeah. am chugging through. How that show. about that season two finale? The two parter. Yeah. Ugh, like I. You guys have seen it, yeah. and like Ben, you'll get to it or whatever. So like, I'm not gonna. T- I don't care about spoilers, but like, that's like you get introduced to Darth Maul again, yeah. And like, he's like this old, like, oh, call me the old master, and I'm yeah. like, what the hell's going on? Because nobody knows who Darth Maul yeah. is in and this group. So Darth Maul's cool, but the stuff between Ahsoka and Vader is is legitimately maybe some of my favorite Star Wars stuff I've ever seen. Because like, she realizes sh- that it's Anakin. Yes, she doesn't know, and then they get they have a confrontation, and they fight, and then his mask gets cut, and you see his face, and yeah. she realizes, and he has the Sith eyes, and I'm like. Dave Filoni! Yes! <laughs> um, so, like, I, I, Rebels is great. Uh, so glad you I like hope it. Resistance turns into something like that. I haven't seen season two yet. It's yes. dropping this month. Uh, but I know Kylo Ren's in that second season. Yeah. So, like, 
that seems to be working. Just bring in those legacy characters and makes really everything really cool. Last thing I did was watch some 1995 Spider-Man. Sorry, <laughs> 95, 96. Anyway, there was a crossover episode with the X-Men, a two, uh, yeah. two-parter. Uh, and it's so cool because the X-Men theme starts playing after the Spider-Man theme starts playing. And they're battling. And I'm like, yeah! Um, it's actually really good because, um, one, it makes, um, it makes all the female characters super dope. Like, Storm is a badass in the Spider-Man episode, and I think the writers are just like, yo, man, we got these cool characters. Let's, like, really use them and make them really cool. And Beast is really sad, and he waxes poetic like normal. Spider-Man is mutating, right? So he goes to the X-Men. He's like, I don't want to be a mutant. Mutants suck. And it, they're like, excuse me? <laughs> you came to the X-Men, mother effer. Uh, I, re- I remember this episode so well because yeah. it's the first time I was like, they're connected? It's, yes. And that's how I felt watching it uh, now still, and it yeah. came out 20-something years ago. But, um... Beast chase Spider-Man and Spider-Man's running away from the mansion. He's like, I hate everyone. Nobody wants to help me. And Beast is just like, how sad is it that we are all truly alone until we're needed? <laughs> and I'm just like, what? Beast, where does this come from? You're what? a cartoon character. <laughs> this isn't like, a cartoon? Yeah, it's like, it's, it's, and it's, it shows Spider-Man's like, like unknowing racism. Cause he's like, oh, like mutants, like I don't want to be a mutant. Then he's like, we're all mutants, dude. We're cool. And it's like, it teaches him a valuable lesson. Uh, he just doesn't want to turn into a six-armed Spider-Man. Yeah. And I, I get that. But hey, it's, it could be a gift. They did a similar story in uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. When they the, did. When Jean Grey and Storm and Kitty visit Peter. Oh, yeah. he- oh, I got to read that. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, that was like, I want to say that was about a year into Ultimate Spider-Man. It's really early. Yeah. It's really early. All right. Yeah. yeah, or uh, the the best two issues of Ultimate Spider-Man ever. When it's what he... it's what first leads up to like Peter and Kitty flirting and why mm. they become a relationship. Yeah, um, the the best two issues of that comic are the uh, uh, brain switch. Oh, with Wolverine episodes of Wolverine. Oh shit, man, <laughs> that's so good. It is good. <laughs> yeah. you, you just stick to stuff. <laughs> what happened to my pinky? Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so that is, yeah, I wrote the ladies rule, beast is sad, Peter's racist. So that's cool. That's my week. I loved it. Cool. Nice. Anything else? Nope. That's it. That's it. And you played Fallen Order, obviously. What'd you do on your birthday? I went to Pasadena and I went bar hopping. Lots of bars. So those two girls. What do you mean? What he did yesterday? Oh, those are my coworkers, my homies. They're very pretty. Yes. Yesterday wasn't his birthday. His birthday's still in two days. I, he, your birthday, whatever. Listen, Ryan. I, Ryan, legally change the date of your birthday. It's a, it's a birthday week. Congress, I'm coming for you. <laughs> it's, a, it's a birthday week. Yeah. You're gonna. Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Huh? Yes. <laughs> ah, that's my Jimmy. <laughs> um, I started a Audible audio audiobook challenge thing where you have to listen to through three audiobooks before March something. And then oh. you get a $20 Amazon card. I saw that. It's cool. So I started with Dooku Lost, the radio play. I heard that's really good. Count Dooku? There are some really good things about it. Yeah. Yes, Count Dooku. And there are some hours. not so good things about it. Uh, one of the things is that... Um, so Asajj Ventress, the voice actor from Clone Wars, is Asajj Ventress in it, uh, which I'm, is really nice. I'm into and it. she's a... So what it is is the basic setup is that Dooku, during his time at the Jedi Temple found out about his family and kept in communication with his sister, which is something you're not supposed to do. Oh, yeah. And then he lost touch with her, and he wants Asajj to find her. Mm. And in doing so, Asajj has to look through old holocron... Holocron, not cron, holocron messages Mm -hmm. that were being sent between the two. And so through that, Asajj is learning Dooku's past. Oh, that's neat. That's Um, a cool way of doing it. The voice acting for Dooku is rough because nobody can be Christopher Lee. And this guy... To his credit, doesn't even really try, but is tries the, to get the in, intonation. Is he the Clone Wars guy? No, he's not, which confuses me. Oh, interesting. Which is, I, so what it is, is that they wanted it to be the same guy who's doing young Dooku. Okay. 
Okay. And yeah. the guy doing Clone Wars can't do young Dooku. Yeah. But the thing is that like they they're covering Dooku from like being a youngling up to like late like his late thirties. Yeah. And so you have these two voice actors. It's him and Sifo Dias, his best friend. Yep. Uh, oh, and, we, we, we figured that. Yeah. And uh, they're both doing like child voices when they first are introduced. And it's very hard not only to like take them seriously, but to also tell between the two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, when yeah. they're talking, which, which is rough. Um, What's Duke's first name? Do we know? Ken. His, that is his first name. Oh, it is? Yeah. His last name is Serrano. I like the pepper. Yeah. Count Dooku of Serrano. Dooku Serrano. Yeah. All right, cool. Oh, uh, of Serrano. And that's the family name. The planet is renamed after the family, after their family, like, five five generations before Dooku kicked the Sith off the planet and joined the Republic. Planet Vegeta. (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) That sounds cool. Um, So, but there's some, there's some really cool stuff. There's some really bad dialogue. Um, the most interesting parts about it, I think so far, and I'm only halfway through have been things like, um, uh, you can definitely see where Dooku was, had his heart in the right place in questioning things about the Jedi order and the way that they demand you to do things. You get the moment where like Yoda picked him as apprentice, which is cool. Um, is that the Clone Wars guy? I think so. Sounds like it. I don't know for sure. Um, also and the voice of Akbar in Last Jedi. There's a lot of oh. dual voice acting too, and it's very hard. It's very rare that I don't know that it's the same person doing a different voice. Yeah, and that's a little annoying too. Um, no Mark Hamill. No, they're not. Um, Speaking of voice acting, really quick, uh, because I'm burning through Rebels. Uh, Steve Bloom, who voices Zeb, is that his name? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, he also voices like half the random. Yeah, because that's all he does. And uh-huh. so, like, you hear a lot of gruff guys who sound just like Zeb, but without an accent. And I was like, man, you couldn't give one extra actor right. Star Wars. <laughs> um, so the the most interesting things are that. So you can see where like his ideology will pass on to Qui Gon when oh, he takes yeah. him on as an apprentice, and it makes a lot of sense. Uh, the way that he he kind of is himself surrounding himself with another Jedi master, not Yoda, who also questions the council a mm-hmm. lot. So it makes it makes all that connective tissue. I also really like that they kept pretty much in its entirety Tartakovsky's origin for how he meets Asajj. Oh, cool. And are expanding on it, which is that she was in that pit. That gladiator pit? Yeah, she's oh, in that pit yeah. because she was abandoned on that. Um, she was training there with a Jedi master. And the Jedi Master was killed. Oh, shit. And when he was killed, um, Asajj lost her mind and killed, like, 40 dudes who had set up the plot to kill the Master. And because the way she'd been taught, because she had never been taken to the council in the temple, and I don't know why yet, um, the because of that's how she had been taught, she believed that the moment she did that, she became Sith. That, oh. she, by, that she had forsaken everything Jedi. And so she, in that moment, believed that's when she was lost and there was nothing she could do about it. So when she meets Dooku in Tartakovsky series and says, I am Sith, she's truly just believes that's exactly what she's become. That's tragic. Yeah. Which I, is pretty cool. I really like that character. So like, I might want to check that out just so I can hear that, that voice actor. It's pretty again. neat. Like yeah. that, I'm I'm more often than not more interested in some of the stuff exploring Asajj than Dooku. Um, but the Dooku stuff starts getting better once they get well, like into him being Yoda's apprentice. Some of the early stuff is pretty. Ugh. Remind me of Ahsoka. Uh, so, uh, Asajj's like is she? She is. Did she ever die? Like in Clone Wars, like she has not been in killed canon, in canon she's not yet. Been killed. Okay, where where would she show up on a show? Like what show would it be? Probably would have been you Rebels. Mean, yeah, 
Okay. I mean, because she's in Clone Wars, but yeah. like, I she wouldn't show up in Resistance, so like Rebels. Do you think she could be one of those people who like, like she can age a lot and still be like nimble fighter? Like that she Maybe. can show up. It's in something? possible. I, like I the find it a lot. far more likely that. I find it far more likely that she probably died not long after the Clone Wars or went back to Dathomir. Yeah. I mean, she does. She does get along better with the Night Mother after some yeah. stuff, but, it, it, yeah, it's hard to say. Um, Rebels sequel show. Some of the other stuff I did was uh, I desperately want that. I I've plugged it last week, but I started watching Everything's Gonna Be Okay, which is on Freeform. Um, it's our normal stuff. Um, that's about uh, three kids. One is the son from a, a first marriage, and then. Uh, he got a divorce and then he had two new daughters and one of them was born autistic. And because of that, he felt like he needed to spend more time with that family. And the first son has always been kind of jealous. And now he's much older. And it turns out that the dad's dying of cancer and then the dad does die of cancer. And he wants the this son to us. be the guardian for the two daughters. And that's really the show is him trying very hard to be their guardian. Um, and my friend plays Matilda, who is the autistic girl. Um, and it's very good. It's a very, very good show. That's awesome. I'm very That's happy cool. for her. Um, I also started watching The Office for real, like actually watching it. Favorite character so far? Dwight. I, I've i always really liked Stanley. Stanley's which is a, a weird one but that's that's how i feel creed used to be my guy because he's just like the wacko the crazy creed's, <laughs> creed's pretty good in his in his moments yeah. um yeah i'm all the way up into season three i started school this week Aww. that's been fun womp womp yeah. i'm sorry um one of my film professors pointed something out to me i'm going to share with you guys do you guys want to hate the rise of skywalker ending more than you already do i already shared this with ryan it's, it's true all of it i guess so okay um fuel hey, my anger just real quick ben Tell me what happened to Luke's home in the original Star Wars. Oh, I think I know where you're going with this. It Tell got, me what happened. It got blown up. Right, or, it got it got burnt. Yeah. Like burnt and destroyed, yeah, right? Yeah, burnt, destroyed. You can see the charred bones right. yeah, of yeah. his mm-hmm. uncle there. Uh-huh. Brandon, who rebuilt it for Rise of Skywalker? Oh, my God. Yeah. I want to yeah. bring one up. I brought it up to you because I saw uh, Scavengers didn't get that ship. That had that that had that uh, key on it that was stuck in, in like a desert for forty years. No one, no one went in there at all. And like the entire the entire star is about scavengers and stuff. And like no one touched that ship at all. And like on this the ship that was left in the yeah 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 with that character that I didn't meet. I don't think. <laughs> Guys, I think I hate the I think I hate the Rise of Skywalker. I mean that's fine. I I knew <laughs> in saying it what I was no, doing, yeah. but I was like oh jeez. It's a good point. Um, anyway, yeah. So, class just real quick, started. just bums me out that there's a Star Wars movie that I don't want to watch. That's all it is. Because like I love. Well, you, do, you've had you already felt that way about Phantom Menace and Attack no, of the Clones. No, I know, too. but like <laughs> I like, I really like these new movies. So I, it's sad that the End Game is bad. That's what I mean. Because yeah, sure. that kind of it sucks. Sure. But that's why I watch. That's why I got Rebels. Baby. Um. Yeah. So classes have started. I've got a lot going on. Film, television stuff. Uh. Past that. Uh, last night I got my na 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 hey na na's on, and I went and saw Frozen on stage. Uh, oh yeah, at the Hollywood yeah. Pantages. Um, Megan and I got through the lottery and were able to see it. That's oh, awesome. Cool. Yeah, it was really nice show. How uh, you liked it? Yeah, I really did. Yeah. I really liked it. It's visually impressive. Um, I think. Uh, I've seen the Aladdin musical on stage too, and uh, it, like a good production of it, and. I think Frozen is much better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, visually more fantastic. I think overall the music is better. What the choices that they make with it uh, play better. 
Um, the only thing I would say is that considering the musical was made after the movie, I think they still could have done more to to make Han's turncoatness make sense. But I saw a vi- uh, Zara showed me a video of the Let It Go sequence because she wanted me it's to see very impressive. the the costume change. And uh, the, the uh, I'm watching it and watching it, and uh, she's in her costume. And I'm watching, I'm watching, it, and all of a sudden she's not in her costume. And I'm like, "What happened? What did I? Where, where did it go? Right? What the hell? It's, it's very impressive. Did you also see the part where the glove and the cape fly away? Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, is it like a, just like a straight adaptation? Is or do they do like their own stuff? There's there's like new songs and and some of their own things but um Can the rock add? the rock trolls are completely reimagined they're not rock trolls they're more like um magic folk that's oh. um and uh their their song their their song is almost entirely reimagined to be more of this tribal thing mm. um the uh good a bit of a fixer upper it's much better in the stage version good yeah um okay. and very impressive very impressive. Is it yeah. impressive as the SpongeBob SquarePants musical? I haven't watched it yet so I can't say. It's However, not. it's playing at the Hollywood Pantages. Next month, I'm not lying to you. We're going right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Uh, I think that'll do it. I think that covers All my right. week. Uh, so we get into some bread. And I'm not kidding about butter. going to go see the SpongeBob musical. I'm not either. Good. And here's your bread and your butter. Here's your bread and butter. Okay, okay, not in my ear. Thank you. So we got some sad news. Yes. Um, at the age of 104, Mr. Peanut has left us what marketing campaigns going on <laughs> who's high as hell over at the peanut company <laughs> I, s- I saw this tweet yeah, yeah. So I. what the hell yeah. he, he died saving the the lives of wesley snipes and matt walsh this is supposed to be a super bowl commercial no his funeral is scheduled for the super bowl what <laughs> it's a commercial for a commercial <laughs> I hate this. Is gonna be a live funeral on TV? <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. The Welcome only, to America. The only, telev- the only commercials that have a cohesive story that I allow are the long, long Japanese ones. Oh. You know, the. the High like, life insurance. Those are good. Okay. Those, those are good. Yeah, okay. Those. In fairness. I like Geico. They're usually funny. But why? Have you seen the Thai life insurance commercials? Maybe. It's about this. It's the one with the guy. We'll, we'll do it this way. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So yeah, Mr. Peanut. It's like the, the the Mr. Peanut account is now the estate of Mr. Peanut. It's ridiculous. What is happening? Uh, Obviously, they're probably rebranding. Yep. But wild. When I I didn't and reckon, why uh, right? I didn't recognize Wesley Snipes. Yeah. At first, <laughs> and they're, they're, because I'm like Wesley Snipes isn't this happy? He's not singing in a Peanut commercial. Hell yeah. yeah. And like with the hang, money. Have you guys seen the video where he died? No. Yes. Yeah, he lets himself he, go. He's, they're all dangling from a branch because the peanut mobile had uh, swerved and flew off a cliff. So they're all hanging from a branch, and Wesley Snipes and Matt, Wesley Snipes goes to Matt Walsh, you drop. We're too heavy. Matt Walsh looks, no. Mr. Peanut looks at them solemnly, and he goes, no, Mr. Peanut, don't do it. You're too important, Mr. <laughs> Is Peanut. Is it an animated Mr. Peanut? Or? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's an animated, animated Mr. Mr. Peanut. Peanut. And he's like, don't you do it. Don't do it. Oh, I gotta watch it. And this. Mr. Peanut falls and they're like and he falls into the peanut mobile he's like maybe he'll be okay and then it explodes <laughs> you know what i was i might have turned my i might i might have turned around on this marketing campaign i think i like this now i didn't realize there was a stupid feels, video it feels like a dumb idea from like a decade ago yeah. just the just the execution of like the dialogue and the comedy i'm like this this is weird it's like yeah. it's, it's nuts who cares <laughs> you're right it is nuts it's nuts you know what plant is peanuts i love the cheese balls that's not that's not nuts. No, okay. but seriously, they have good yeah. cheese balls. I right. love, I love, 
the way those. All right, that was yep. a cheesy opening, but real deaths happened <laughs> this week. Real deaths did happen yeah, this week. Yeah. I was gonna put this after to make everything light, but the, the 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 third death I had to put is the most tragic thing ever. Yeah. So I was like, I can't end on this. Hey man, we gotta. It's okay. So I opened mm-hmm. with Mr. Peanut. It's okay. That whole bit going. Bryce Armstrong passed away this week. Bryce Armstrong, if you guys don't know, is the, is a voice actor from Dragon Ball Z, mm-hmm. longtime radio uh, actor. Uh, very photo- very photo shy. Um, he was the voice of Captain Ginyu in Dragon Ball Z, and also the uh, narrator. narrator for the Funimation run. Mm-hmm. For the Funimation run, like the last time on mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, he died at the age of eighty four. That sucks. That's a legacy. Yeah, yeah. That's, that dude's uh, that dude's uh, voice has, has been in my head since I was a child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next time. Same. Yeah. It, it, it is it is it is too bad that that's yeah I mean more so as less less as Captain Ginyu but more so as the narrator as Ryan says like that that is iconic that's iconic to a certain type of child in the nineties it's iconic yes yeah. mm-hmm. so that's really sad uh, he had a long long career in radio before he did voice acting um, he apparently was really good at impressions uh, they were like you know how do you get out you know they list off a bunch of names. Uh, a bunch of celebrity names so like you call Bryce and you get them all in the same room mm-hmm. yeah and so that's that was really cool he's well known for his impressions that sucks yeah um, missed yeah Terry Jones also passed away this week he was uh, the second of the Monty Pythons to pass away after yeah. James Chapman um, uh, John Cleese pointed out two down four to go <laughs> god as, you as, gotta stay lively you gotta be funny as he would but many of the pythons p- uh, posted very very tribute very very loving tributes to uh their fallen comrade yeah yeah man they're they're an older group it's, yeah it's eventually unfortunately yeah. it's <laughs> yeah, they've been around a while yeah mm-hmm. uh he passed away at the age of 77 uh apparently he was battling dementia all the way to the oh, end shit, that sucks yeah that's, so yeah mm. but apparently always with a smile on his face and which one did he direct uh, life uh, of Brian. Life of Brian. Okay. No, no. Oh, sorry. I said it the same time you did. It was Meaning of Life. Meaning of Life. He directed right. Meaning of Life. Uh, I believe Terry Gilliam did not direct any of it, right? I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he directed. I Meaning hope not. <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, he directed Meaning of Life. So. <laughs> I mean, he is a python, Terry Gilliam. Mm-hmm. No, he I is. know. Yeah. He sure is a snake, all right. <laughs> I re- I read that whole interview and I I don't feel quite the same way as I did when I was first hearing about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that I think that it's been taken really far out of its own context, mm. and he was clearly really tired and didn't really want to do the interview. Um, he still said some gross things. He he definitely did, and I think he also did it to be uh, like insightful. Uh, not insightful is not the word I mean. Um, incensing in the way of like the the fact that this is a a type of humor that you will take and get upset the way that you do is exactly why I'm doing it. And that was his point. Um, it's also just kind of him. And I, I'm not saying like, Oh, it's right. But I'm like, I, I don't know that it's as worthy of the demonizing as, as yeah. it's become. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Terry Jones passed away at the age of 77 this week. That sucks. It mm-hmm. does. But long life, especially the way he died. But yeah. Uh, and then just today, just this broke today. I decided to put this on because this is tragic. I was going to talk about it anyway. Yeah. Right. Um, Kobe Bryant yeah. passed away today, uh, f- helicopter crash, mm-hmm. and his thirteen-year-old and his thirteen-year-old daughter. Yep. daughter, all and the entire crew of the helicopter, seven other people, is dead. I heard five. There it's nine. nine. It's nine in total. Oh wow. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, man. Um, uh, that happened. That happened earlier today. He yeah. was forty-one. I woke up old. to the news. Um, Fanny texted me saying there are rumors around saying that Kobe Bryant died. I'm like, no, this can't be happening. And then yeah. ESPN confirmed it. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm not in the sports a- anymore. I. 
um, but I I love basketball when I was when I was growing up, and I went to some Laker games when I lived in California before it was impossible to get tickets. Yeah. Um, and like I that dude, I didn't realize like I, I cried when I found this out. Like I didn't realize how much of an impact he had, and e- even when I don't care about the sport such a long time, but that dude, he he had his ups and downs like personal life doing, but like he was a to me, he seemed like a really good person, yeah. and he mm-hmm. helped his community, and he gave back, and won like, an Oscar. He, he gave he, back yeah, a lot. He gave back a lot. Yeah. yeah, and like he is like a. It's I was about to say a staple, a staple. He's a staple of Los Angeles, yeah. and like he is such an incro- an incredible talent. He was so effing good at, it, at his job at being a baller. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like it's one of those things. Like you, no, that's that's not true. It can't yeah. be. Uh, and it's like the circumstances, like how he died. Yeah, yeah. Uh, surrounded with like other other people and his and his family. It's like. I feel bad for his wife, Vanessa Bryant. Like, yeah. I can't, I cannot possibly imagine dealing with that, man. It's like yeah. the, it's like when Carrie Fisher passed away and then Debbie Reynolds passed away right after. Yeah, one-two punch. Yeah. yeah. Um, always, oh, uh, a mother should never have to bury her daughter. Yes. Um, Los Angeles, like uh, a couple, cele- a couple celebrities. Yeah, we're tweeting like L.A. feels like I've never felt L.A. feel like this before. Like everyone outside's yeah. in like in it's like a bad mood. Like no one's happy. Like right. it, the whole city is dead down. Yeah. Like that yeah. sucks. I mean. Kobe Bryant in sports in general. I mean, yes, you have those players who have legacies with teams, but eventually they get traded. Kobe was always playing for the Lakers ever since he started. His for a while, he season. was the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, he was the Lakers for a while. He was the sole. <sighs> Him and Shaq, a one-two punch, baby. Yeah, I remember watching those three seasons. I, I mean, because you guys know when I was thirteen, I was, was un- it canceled after that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I saw the opening. Yeah, oh, sorry. I went for it. Well, you guys, we'll you guys know I was in a Mercedes Benz commercial when I was thirteen, and that commercial played during the Laker oh, games. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. So my family, I mean, we would watch so to see the commercial, but also we Did got. Did you not really know about this, Parks? No. Oh. Oh shit! I got something to show you later. And you got. I also like the. Later. I also like the way that the setup is is like saying like you guys know it, the audience knows it. I was in, a, and I'm like, oh, oh the, I don't think you've this. ever said it on the show before. <laughs> yeah. I was in a Mercedes Benz commercial when I was thirteen. Anyways, we it's watched some. we watched the the Laker games. So we could watch the commercial, but also we got really invested in the Lakers for those three seasons. Mm-hmm. And every time they, they won like back to back to back, man, with three straight uh, NBA final titles, three straight. They did a three P and then they did another repeat in the 2000s. Just watching Kobe on that squad for years on end was just I, fantastic. I went to one of the championship games when they were uh, away from away. But you could still go and pay like a cheap ticket and watch the game at the LA Staples Ooh, Center, and I nice. did that. And when they won, like balloons fell and confetti, oh, yeah. and I was like, "Like man, sports are sports are cool." Yeah. And then I and then I like comic books and stuff now instead. Yeah. Uh, but man, yeah, like the impact that Kobe had, like on basketball and like in, in LA itself is like it's. Yeah. I mean, like with stars like Shaquille O'Neal, like yes, his um, main claim to fame is that he was a Laker, but he also played for the Magic, and then he went for the Heat. Yeah. And, they and then he the became Heat. a sheriff. <laughs> yeah. But the thing about Kobe Bryant, he always played for the Lakers. The Shaq's, he always Shaq's wore a jersey. Tweet about it. Oh was man, really sad. It, it hurts. Yeah. It's true. The city of Los Angeles is crying right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's too bad. It that's is too bad. It really sucks. It's tragic. The yeah. youngest yeah. is five months old. Yeah. Oof. Oh. Yeah. All right. Tough day for LA. Yeah. Uh, maybe I should have ended with the piece of peanut thing. Get us onto something better. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> um, uh, all right. We got some Disney news. A lot of Disney news happened this week uh, from the House of Mouse. Uh, for oh example, boy. For example, Marvel Cinematic Universe news. Captain Marvel 2 is getting some traction, we've heard this week. Uh, they are, as we probably speculated, we, it is aiming for a 2022 release date. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they hired Megan McDonald 
who is actually a staff writer on WandaVision right now. Not a whole lot on her name. I couldn't find any IMDb credits. She uh, must be good then if they're must be good. moving her up to the movies. Uh, she has been hired. I mean, or she's cheap. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, she has been hired to write uh, Captain Marvel 2. Uh, replacing the previous writers. Uh, the directors aren't coming back, right? The directors are not coming back either. That's the other news on this one. The directors are looking to stay within the Marvel family, perhaps a Disney Plus TV series, but they are not returning for Captain Marvel 2, and they are looking for a new female director. Cool. Yeah. As long as it's good, man. Yeah. Patty Jenkins. I don't think she'll do it. <laughs> she no, I don't think so either, nah, but I would love nah, it. Get, get, get another female director. Don't there give everything th- to there Patty. There are other female directors. Don't give it to Patty. She's got enough. Hmm. Well, Captain Marvel 2. don't think Greta Gerwig. I don't think she's interested. Olivia Wilde? I, I can't. I don't know. I haven't. That'd I haven't, be wild. You stop it. <laughs> that was so quick. You stop it. <laughs> um, I'm sure they'll find someone fantastic. Yeah, love it. With Olivia, Wilde, Olivia Wilde did it actually. That'd be really cool. Anyway, um, so yeah, that is that is cool. So I got. I, I, I just. In, uh, sorry. Uh, uh, I'll talk about the Eternals real quick because Kumail just did an interview talking about it and. Uh, He's saying that it, it is the most epic Marvel movie, not in terms of like internet, the word epic, but old school filmmaking epic, like Lawrence of Arabia. And apparently, it spans seven thousand years, and it's a really co- like the, it says it's no, the most cosmic of any of the Marvel movies. Like it's the craziest one. Uh, so I'm really stoked for that movie now, you guys. I hope so I hope so. I can't yeah. wait. Um, so Annabelle and Ryan Fleck, as we said, as we said, are going to are looking to stay within the uh, Disney, the Marvel family, but are not coming back for. Uh, kind of I hope that's too. true, and they're not just saying that because I got fired. Yeah. <laughs> And the other thing is Moon Knight news. Oh, uh, Bo Mc, uh, Bo DeMeo, who is one of the writers on The Witcher, has joined the writers' room for Moon Knight. That's uh, that's actually a really good transition. Yeah. yeah, yeah, moody main character, absolutely. Yeah, so he he's joining the staff he's joining the staff writers over at Moon Knight. That's really cool. That's, ha- that that's happening. Exciting. That's yeah. awesome. Shit. Uh, the Offenders. The first, the good news, but the Offenders animated series on Hulu. Uh, Modok has a cast. Modok's happening. Modok has a cast. Um, Patton Oswalt will play Modak. Um, ben, what does Modak stand for? Something, something designed for only for killing. Machine organism. There we go. You got it. Uh, so, a- Amy Garcia will play uh, a character named Jody. Ben Schwartz will play a character named Lou. Sonic. Uh, Melissa Fumero from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. Play a character called Melissa. Uh, Wendy McLendon Covey will play Monica <laughs> Rappuccini. Uh, Monica Rappuccini <laughs> Beck Bennett uh, will play Austin Vandersleet. John Daly, no Be- relation to Tim oh, Daly. Okay. Uh, will play will play Super Adaptoid. <laughs> um, and Sam Richardson will play Gary. Gary, my favorite Marvel character. Uh, yeah. So this is this is definitely happening. So they screened the first four episodes of it already. Some people have seen it. For Modoc, really? Yes. Okay, I heard, I only heard recently that they did uh, Hellfire or Hellstrom as well. They've they sh- they've shown both. Oh, yes. Um, um, I've I, heard good things about one of them. <laughs> I know that they did. Uh, they they uh, they said it's a stop motion series done in the same way as Ro- I was Robot Chicken. Oh. I I heard good things about Modoc. Yeah. Uh, I heard mixed things on Hellstrom. I'm surprised how these through the cracks after the next news we're going to talk about. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the synopsis of the series is in Marvel's MODOK, the megalomaniac supervillain MODOK, uh, Oswald, uh, has long pursued his dream of one day conquering the world, but after years of setbacks and failures fighting the Earth's mightiest heroes, MODOK has run his evil organization AIM into the ground. I love it. Uh, ousted as AIM's leader while also dealing with his crumbling marriage and, fi- and family life. Wait, mental- MODOK's marriage? Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, the mental organism designed only for killing is set to confront his greatest challenge yet, a midlife crisis. This sounds awesome. <laughs> this sounds fantastic. And it, if it's like Robot Chicken, um, I'm down. I want to see Patton in a fun show. Yeah. Sure. Let's watch the new Spider-Man show. It's Uncle Ben, right? Yes. But he's not like a main character. 
Right. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So uh, is that the new one or is that the last one before this new one? It's the, the new one. You sure? Is it just no. called Spider-Man? Because I, I don't know. Um, they keep they keep redoing Spider-Man. So yeah, John Daly said that this is going to be uh, done by Stupid Stupid Buddy Studios. Um, and then the other bit of news about the Offenders animated shows is that Howard the Duck has been canceled. Not Whoa. just that. And Tiger and Dazzler. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of heard that they let them go to look for new people for Tiger and Dazzler, but they apparently scrapped it. Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith got a text saying, we've been Tiger and Dazzlered. Confirming <laughs> both series have been canceled. Nice. Uh, and that, and the, the reason why they were canceled is we have no plans for this for this character at this time. Mm. Dazzler's a cool character. It is It is unfortunate. That this, and Kevin Smith took it in space. He's like, it makes sense for the Kevin Feige did this, but I figured this was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Guys, so. Dazzler's an X-Men. X-Man. X-Lady. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, I'm sad. I'm not going to see it. She'll show up eventually. She was in X-Men Dark Phoenix for 35 seconds. She's the best the, part. The of girl from the Orville. Yes. Yeah. She, that part was really cool. She's in that new um, Steve Martin. Martin, Sh- Martin Sheen TV series Prodigal. Prodigal. Or oh, the one with the... No. Martin that's Sheen? A different one. Michael Sheen. Yeah. You mean Michael Sheen? Yeah. Yeah. Martin Sheen is... Martin Sheen's on a show with John... Not John Voight. Martin Short. Um, <laughs> Martin Campbell. Oh, Alan Arkin. Peter Gallagher. Alan Arkin. Shameless? I'm thinking about Michael Douglas. <laughs> what are we talking about, guys? <laughs> What are, what? We, what are we talking about? <laughs> we had quite a conversation there. Okay. Oh, he is on that show with. Yeah, the, I know. Uh, I know. I was right about where <laughs> yeah. Martin Sheen is. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I was thinking about Michael Douglas. Clearly, <laughs> so many. Alan Michaels. Arkin, the Kaminsky method <gasps> on Netflix. Alan Arkin. Uh, yeah. Did you ever see Alan Arkin's uh, show Captain Whatever with uh, Christopher Lee? No. Oh. He did a he did a movie where he's a superhero, a dr- whose whose only weakness is he's an alcoholic. Was it a show or? I've a seen movie? that movie. It's called Hancock. It's a movie. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, I have seen that movie. It's called Captain Fantastic. That's no, no, that's, that's a Vigo movie. A no, it's one. called Hancock. It's a Vigo movie. <laughs> Did Alan Arkin play Hancock? No, oh, I got my Hancock. It's just the same it's my story. Alan Arkin. I like I like Hancock. Um, so yeah, so that that's a, that is a bummer. Uh, the other bummer is that the Star Wars news, Obi Wan, Con- the Obi Wan series has been uh, was. Had a wild ride this week, I should say. Yes. Um, at first, it was saying that the series was put on hold. I think the most clear thing is nobody knows what's... Like, nobody in the public knows what's actually happening. Yes. Uh, but Ian McGregor did say that something did happen, and they recalled the scripts to make them... Uh, he said, the scripts are great, but we're doing it to make them better, which sounds like a massive Which PR means move. the scripts mm. suck, and we got to make it better. Yeah. Mm. He's, he's twisting it, but he did say that the series is, is due to come out uh, on time okay. when it was supposed to. I w- it's probably just going to get like, they'll bring a, like a good writer just to go yeah. over and give it a once over. Did you guys see the thing I tagged you about how they filmed The Mandalorian? Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. That is cool. I cannot wait for that technology to take Storm. I love Storms. It also does answer some of your questions about it visually that it you does, talked yeah. about in Fake Nerds Watch. It absolutely does, yeah. Um, I really like that, te- that technology though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, anyway, Obi-Wan. So yeah, so that, that uh, it is not as dire as it once seemed when yes. the news first broke. I, I, I don't buy that it's going to come out on time. I think it will probably be delayed. We don't even know when it's out. We don't even know when it's out. That's, that's the thing. That's it's true. like no, that's true. Yeah, they, it wasn't due to come out for like that's true. At least another year or two. Yeah. So like they're fine. Oh yeah, a couple months won't hurt. Yeah. Yeah, sure. they're going to be fine. Because uh, it was not expected later this year. That no, I know. Thing. I yeah. No, but I mean like or or like early next year. That was never said. So. Yeah. yeah. Obi Wan was always like a 2021 release anyway. I don't we, don't we, don't we don't know. We don't know. It was never given a date. Oh. There was no date for Obi Wan. Um, just it's happening. <laughs> they're just waiting for him to get as old as uh, <laughs> yeah, as old as Alec Guinness. Yeah. 
Anyway, so yeah. So uh, not as dire as it seems. Not at all. But uh, hopefully we still get some it's good It's funny film. that they even mention this because like, they, it's like they're not filming. Like it's, They're not in pre-production. Yeah. So like, why even say well, because that the, the, the news are bad? The news broke that the people who were there on set getting ready were, were let go. Be like, we don't know when we're going to start filming. So oh, go find new jobs. That's, that's what that's what started all this. this. Got it. And then it went out of control. Out yeah. of control. Um, lots of lots of uh, hashtag fire Kathleen Kennedys. Oh my oh. god, I did see some of that. Grew up. And I'm so. like, what? Come on, <laughs> come on, people. Haters. Then the other thing is, uh, Disney has announced two. Well, announced one and announced a director for another. Uh, animated retellings uh, or live action remakes. Oh no. They call them internally animated retellings. I don't I, like, I like this that term. news. Um, let's go with the one that we already knew was happening, Pinocchio. Uh, that was in their initial th- slate when they first said it. Robert Zemeckis has been tapped to direct and yeah. write the current draft of the what script. What happened to Gu- Guillermo's weird Pinocchio? His, his stop motion Pinocchio film is—it's theoretically still happening because he's only co-directing. And it, it was Netflix. never. It was never Disney. I was, I'm just curious yeah, about yeah. it. It's yeah. the Netflix one. We don't know yet. Okay. Yeah. Like many Del Toro projects, it may or may mm-hmm. not ever happen. Yeah. But he's working on them all. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and when they come, and when you know they're coming out, is six months before they come yes. out. Yes. Yep. That's that's how you know. If <laughs> there's a trailer, he drops for a trailer it? and is like, "Oh, you were oh. doing that one." That's funny. Yeah. Uh, that's what happened with Pacific Rim. I was like, "Oh, you're doing okay." Um, right. So Robert Zemeckis is directing that one. The other thing is they've announced that they are doing an animated retelling of Bambi. Yeah, I'm alright. Uh, which has been pretty divisive on the internet. I can't wait to see Bambi's mom die. This again. is going to get the Lion King treatment, so it's going to be photo real, much like Lion King, utilizing probably the same technology. Oh my god, that's uh, uh, the script is going to give be, me emotions. The script. Uh, this is where the Captain Marvel writers went. Um, oh, they got a downgrade. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. The uh, Gen- Genevieve Robertson uh, Dwarit, who wrote Captain Marvel and Tomb Raider, is writing this with uh, Lindsay Bear, who wrote Sierra Burgess's Loser. Oh, yeah. No cast, no announcement of a date or anything like that, but this is happening. No director yet. I have, I have, like, no, like, real ties to Bambi at all. Neither do I. But, like, this is the one where I'm like, wow, this this is really the next one you're going with. Yeah. Is Bambi. This is, <laughs> this is what happens when Lion King makes a billion dollars. We don't know that it's not for Disney Plus yet. That's true. That's true. That's true. I'm just saying. Yeah, they could be putting I can't, a I can't see us. Bambi going to no. theaters. I just can't. I don't know, man. They made Dumbo. Yeah, I feel the Dumbo, same way. But Dumbo, like, I, I know, but, like, Dumbo was not only, like, filled with being about the people because the elephant doesn't talk, and people knew that even from the trailers. It was more about the people in it. But it was also, and this was obvious from the trailers, too, reinventing what that movie was going to be about rather than being just a retelling. True. Um, whereas Bambi... Did anybody watch Lady and the Tramp? No. Not, not yet. yet. Because I haven't heard, like, a- anything about it. I still want to see it. And that's the thing is, like, Bambi, like, it's going to be the same movie. I don't know that that like yes, Lion King made a bunch of money, but d- that doesn't mean that people enjoyed it. Like everyone, yeah. uh, this could easily just be like no. I don't see them putting it in theaters. It actually reminded me of something I wanted to touch on with the Obi Wan series. Um, I do, I do believe that, uh, when when certain people say that there is a sense of panic over at Lucasfilm. However, uh, financially, Lucasfilm has been has been great, but they have had they have had a hard time. Uh, making a four quadrant film uh and one and one that includes the critics and audiences in the same box yeah true um and i do think that there is a little pressure coming from Iger to make a more uh critically ah, successful film and a commercially successful film um and i think that ties in kind of to this one where it's yeah, like that's why they had the rise of skywalker yeah um they screened some dune footage at some cinema yeah thing uh and there's and people are saying it looks like the way that like when you first saw lord of the rings like it's a game changer so i'm like yeah 
if this is we've we have I've been saying we've been due for a new Lord of the Rings esque film for a while. Yeah. Now that Star Wars is like over, you know what I mean? Like the, yeah. the, it's over. Like we need we need something big, baby. I think I think Dune is Give me them space it. worms. Right. Avatar two. <laughs> It'll make a billion dollars. Will it? Never I, bet against James Cameron. Dude, I, I cannot bet against anything. <laughs> I'm not betting against him. I'm betting against Sam Worthington. Oh well, I didn't know Zoe who he was Saldana. in the first place. Zoe Saldana, she's dope. She she is dope, but not not an audience puller. Speaking of Star Wars, I got some comic book news. Probably ah. should have had this tie in with the Star Wars. Mm. Whatever. Look at that. Uh, comic book news: Star Wars: The Clone Wars uh, Battle Tales, written by Michael uh, Morecci and uh, Derek Charm, uh, who's an artist on Jughead. Mm. Um, Michael Morecci did Roche Limit. Uh, this is going to be. Oh, I like that book. Yeah, this is going to be a weekly anthology series from IDW, so it's more kids, more weekly. kids centric. Yeah, mm. weekly five issues. Okay. Um, and it'll it's going to be every issue is going to have a different artist and uh, tie in uh, just tales on the battlefield of the Clone Wars. It's like an anthology book. Yeah, I'm into it. Um, so the the artists on it are Ariana uh, Florian, sounds like a Star Wars character. Florian, yeah. Uh, Megan Levins, uh, Valentina Pinto, uh, David Tinto, and Philip Murphy. I was so happy to see Philip Murphy on that list. Who's Philip Murphy? Just a good name to pronounce. Oh, Philip Murphy. <laughs> just an easy Oh, you mean an easy name. Just an easy name to pronounce. I, was like, I don't a know na- his work. A name that Brandon can actually say. Sorry, uh, Tito and Bing Bong. And a white bread man's name. <laughs> uh, Bob Smith. <laughs> I crave a Bob Smith. <laughs> I thought the t-shirt. I crave a Bob Smith. I'm Brandon texting to our friends. <laughs> Make sure Pi makes a shirt of it. <laughs> Add it to the list. <laughs> oh, shit. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to do a framing sequence. Uh, for the, art, the writers are going to do a framing sequence for each issue uh, where, the, where the quote, heroes from the, from the animated series share war stories while, planned down, while pinned down in the middle of a, the conflict. Uh, okay, like, so, okay, so it's like the Clone Wars exactly. the TV show. Got it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the the writer had this to say, or actually had this to say, the Clone Wars era is probably my favorite in all of Star Wars. Mine too. Uh, it has a, it has it all: big adventure, sweeping romance, Force mythology, Jedi powers, and of course the awesome clones. Uh, this event series is going to bring together all the best evergreen parts of the, of Star Wars and weave a story that longtime fans like myself and new younger readers like my own kids will definitely love. Cool. And you said so this is like young 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 kids. It skews younger. The gotcha. IDW comic, uh, Star Wars comics skew a bit younger. Cool. It sounds cool. And they play fast and loose with continuity, so they're not quite considered canon. I mean, I would, I don't think I'll probably read it just because, like, I, it's, it's a younger book, but there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. But, like, this sounds like a book I would read when I was a kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I like the writer, like the New Republic era a lot. It's my favorite era of Star Wars. Um, was well, The Last Jedi is my favorite movie. Um, but, so I'm, I'm excited whenever we get to revisit elements or places or things from that, from that era. That's cool. Oh. We're talking about Star Wars. Um, I think it was Rebels. They talk about going to Malachor. Mm-hmm. There's a planet called Malachor. Do you know where Malachor comes from, everybody? Knights of the Republic. A boop, a boop, a bow. They also, uh, Clone Wars brought in the Maltus, the Sith, the Sith homeworld yes. from mm-hmm. Knights of the Republic. Yeah. Uh, it's not in the news, but there's a rumor that they're they're remaking Knights of the Republic right now, and they're and they're redoing it to make it more canon friendly. Yeah. To reintroduce it to the world, I'm like. I'm not getting Mass Effect, but I'm getting this. That's a good second. 
It's a I, good think that, I think that'd be a good idea to canonize yeah. the Republic. Uh, this could it could be part of what Project Luminous is, the massive I, multimedia thing. I 100 percent will so. get movies, shows, things like that. So. Maybe Knights of the Republic is that plan. Hell yeah. Um, I've said I don't... I'm the not really... Core. I, I've always said I'm, I'm not entirely interested in that era, but anything outside of the core, outside of the six original trilogy, uh, outside of the six um, original trilogy era movies, which are the... Unless it's Clone Wars, in which case you're all for it. Man, if you want to give me another Clone Wars movie... Hey, what if I told you that Knights of the Republic is... Is a lot, lot like the Clone Wars. <laughs> I, I still, I, I will still watch it because it's still something, uh, still more of what I'm interested in when it comes to Star Wars. Yeah, I just kind of like, I just feel like the 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 Republic era. There's still so much more that we could mine out oh, yeah. of it, and we just don't. It, it's, there's almost an allergic reaction to go back to it. It's true. All um, it. outside of the Clone Wars season seven, hell yeah, which we're getting to. Ooh, <clears throat> we all like the boys, the comic book series. Yes. They, they sometimes come back to town. Yes. Uh, the, the TV series on Amazon was really good. Um, we talked about it on Fake Nerds Watch. But Garth Ennis is returning to the world of The Boys with a limited series called The Boys, Dear Becky. Uh, he is writing this with, with uh, Russ Braun as the artist. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a new limited series about Becky Butcher. Um, his wife? His wife. Oh, Ooh. shit. <laughs> so now I've heard conflicting reports. Some people called it a sequel. Some people called it a prequel. It could be both. It, that's what I think it's both. Yeah. I think it's both. Um, and I, I didn't see this from one source. So I'm saying this is coming from me speculating. Um, the sequel elements I've heard pick up after the last issue with um, Huey and Star Girl. Starlight? That's not her. Starlight. Um, uh, you know, 12 years after that. And they find a secret that could t- go back to Becky Butcher. Um, but Garth has talked about like how, he, how much he likes Becky Butcher, how much he wishes he wrote more like of her. Like a Hercules Zero to Hero situation. Yeah. Mm. Just like that. Yeah. Um, so he always wished he wrote, wrote more of, of Becky, uh, Becky Butcher. Becky so with the she's, good hair. She's coming back. Um, uh, That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, he said this. He said this about this. Originally, I never intended to do more with the boys at all, but for obvious reasons, I found myself thinking about the story and characters again over the past couple of years. There, ha- there was one aspect of the original story and one character in particular that I never felt go- uh, felt got a fair shake. Becky Butcher, whose demise motivates her husband, her husband Billy, to do the terrible things he does, but we, but who only actually appears in two issues of the original book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she got fridged. Yeah, I actually <laughs> really respect him doing this. Yeah, I liked writing Becky very much. Almost as much as Butcher himself, and I wanted to look in greater detail at how her re- relatively brief appearance cast such a long shadow. I think that's cool because, yeah, like uh, his girlfriend is fridge. Like she's used for motivation, and that yeah. sucks. And it's cool that he's like, I don't like that I did that. I want to. I want to make that an actual character. Yeah, I I like that a lot because she is. She is in two issues. You don't know anything about her. And he could just do another series with all those characters and do something different. But like he's like, no, I, ha- I feel like maybe I did it wrong, and I want to fix it. Yeah, I kind of like that a lot. That's cool. I'll check it out. Um, some. News about Black Widow, comic book series written by Kelly Thompson is coming. Oh! Um, <laughs> it makes me sad that the Stephen Mooney comics probably only a miniseries. Yeah. Because that thing is getting canceled. Uh, we don't know how long this one is, but it sounds like an ongoing. Yes. Um, Elena Casagrande is. Kelly Thompson's Jessica Jones just came out too. Hell yes. It did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does that digitally for Marvel, and now it's print. She's yeah. writing so much good stuff. Um, Elena Casagrande is the uh, artist. It's also going to feature Red Guardian, Elena Bol- Bolova. Sure. Sure. Who are going to be in the new movie? So it makes sense. Uh, she did an interview because uh, obviously, like the editors wanted to like bring in those movie characters, and she's like, you know, honestly, at first I didn't want to do it, but then I saw the trailer and I got so many ideas with uh, David Harbor, <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's Red Guardian. I could, I can use this. Yeah. Uh, and she's a great comedic writer, so like, I'm 
I'm very excited. Uh, so uh, the solicitation reads, best-selling an Eisner-nominated writer, Kelly Thompson, who wrote Captain Marvel and Deadpool, and rising star artist, Elena Casagranda, who wrote Catwoman, who draws Catwoman, uh, launch a new Black Widow series that changes everything. Natasha Romanoff has been a spy almost as long as she's been alive, and she's never stopped running. Whether, he, whether she was working for the good guys or the bad, but Natasha's world is about to be upended. Uh, beyond San Francisco's Golden Gate lies a mystery that only the Marvel Universe's greatest spy can solve. Don't miss the heartbreaking thrill ride of 2020. Have any of you guys read a Black Widow comic? Nope. Nope. Yes. Good. Uh, every single comic that she's had in the last decade has been good. I've read them all because they don't, they don't last very long mm-hmm. and uh, they keep pumping them out because it's Black Widow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Phil Noto did a run. Um... Uh, Mark Wade did a run. I heard that uh, yeah, uh, I'm excited. Like, and the Stephen Mooney one, like, it's a really fun little. It's called Web of Black Widow. It's a fun little spy story. So, yeah. like, uh, I'm I'm glad that they're trying to push her more because she is a really cool comic character. Yeah. Um, so last week I mentioned about something about a Taskmaster limited series coming. I for, I found it. Yeah, it is a new Taskmaster series coming in April. Hell yeah, uh, six issues, uh, written by Jed McKay and Alessandro Vita. And is going to he's he's fra- I don't have a full solicitation, but he is framed for the murder of Maria Hill, mm. uh, and he is trying to prove his innocence. I like that. Yeah. I like it a lot. I like Jed McKay. It's pretty good. Uh, I haven't read a lot, but I think he did some some good stuff I read recently. Um, yeah, I love Taskmaster. Yeah, he's cool. Soon they'll be able to put three miniseries in that in that hardcover oh that's coming out. Three three Taskmasters is the prequel to Three Jokers. Oh no! Uh, all right, <coughs> we talked a little bit about the Witcher up top and uh, with the Moon Knight, but. Ben, have you said anything in the last... Not a goddamn word. Because <laughs> like I don't have anything <laughs> to say. Appreciate you. Okay. I'm listening, though. Just, no, I, that's cool. I'm glad. <laughs> I don't have anything to say about Black Widow. No. Okay. Okay. That's anyway, fine. I was that's just... Fine. Honestly, I just forgot. I'll be honest. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I looked at you. I was like, has he opened his mouth in the last... Well, I, well technically, I did to answer his question that I never read Black Widow comic before. There All right. Go. Glad we got you back in the conversation. Um... The Witcher an- is getting an animated movie. Yeah. Uh, called Nightmare of the... W- you don't actually have to... <laughs> we know you're here. <laughs> the Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf. Um, a new animated series uh, developed by um, the uh, the team behind Legend of Korra. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, written by Bo DeMeo, who was, we just heard is mm-hmm. coming to Moon Knight. Yeah. Uh, so he's written on the Watchmen thing. Um, Netflix uh, put out this tweet. The rumors are true. A new Witcher story is in the works. The anime film, The Witcher Nightmare of the Wolf, will take us back to a new threat facing the continent. Uh, brought to you by the Witcher team, Lauren S. Hisrich, who's the showrunner, and, and Bo DeMeo, uh, and Studio Mir, the studio behind Legend of Korra. I cannot tell you how excited I am for this. Yeah, I am honest. Too. Okay, now I have something to say because this shit rules. Mm-hmm. The animation in Legend of Korra was kick ass. All the fight scenes Same were team great. Same did Voltron too. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. And if, and if this um if this and they said this ties into what's going on in the in the show. In the show, yeah. Especially for a season. It's like two. the Aquaman. It's like that Aquaman show. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like the, it's a uh, we don't know the cast though. We don't know if they're all coming back. I really hope they are. I they got to. They well, have. They, there's I, a rumor going around it could be. Uh, characters off to the side, the side, side characters leading into the next thing, like one of the short tracks. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, Henry Cavill, Mister, I'm gonna play whatever I want for however long I possibly can. Yeah, yeah, I bet he'll be a voice. Oh, actor. yeah, <laughs> he's having a good time on The Witcher too. Yeah, he is. He's no. having a real good time. Right before I left the house, my roommate was watching. He was watching episode the second to last episode of The Witcher, and I'm just like, man, Henry Cavill's just so damn good in the show. Well, he's. 
all of his scowls, all yeah. of his f bombs. Just <laughs> yeah, he's he's so good. Anyway, sorry. yes, he is. So The Witcher, I'm excited for that. Yeah, Witcher um, Nightmare of the Wolf, can't wait for that. And also, that's gonna help with the whole wait until season two because that's not coming out until 2021. Damn it! But oh well, I can wait. Hey man, quality takes time. Hey, yep, I rather have it be. You know, if it didn't, if it didn't uh, come out in the December season when we were getting ready to like bail, yeah, uh, we would have done a review of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel um, like if I wasn't gone for a whole week, yeah. Fake nerds watch for the cartoon. Can I be on it? Because yeah, I really yeah, like yeah, the show. Uh-huh. Hell yeah! No, I'm right. saying for the first season. Sure. Um, Don't your Witcher, man. Do do we can do what we did to boys. What? Do Dark Crystal first. But yeah, we're gonna. Okay. Don't stop saying it. <laughs> stop saying. If we just Don't stop it. saying it. <laughs> no, if you just let it slide, no one's gonna hurt. <laughs> no, watch real quick, guys. Watch two episodes of Dark Crystal this week. Okay. 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 Good. Great. All right. There, it'll happen. There's a lot of news coming out about Justice League Dark, which has been blown out of proportion. I'm glad you're talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard any of this. What? Okay. So Justice League Dark uh, has been, Warner Brothers has been trying to make a movie about Justice League Dark for a while. Guillermo. Um, the Toro was the first one to, to kind of kick it off. It's been bouncing around for a while. Uh, now, Bad Robot, who just entered a deal with uh, this J.J. production company. Um, Bad Robot has entered a deal with Warner Brothers, and part of the part of that deal is apparently deal. going to talk about uh, going to develop just the dark um so bad robot head of motion pictures who named hannah minghella uh is 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 kind of attached herself to pursue television and movie properties based around the justice league dark i'm into it multimedia baby now uh a lot of the news sites say jj abrams is attached to this he is not jj abrams his is company. not attached <laughs> yeah. in any way at this moment I don't think doesn't I don't think that's a movie he would make. If, I don't feel like I think it's a movie he thinks he can make. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a movie he thinks he can start. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh. No, because I want like real, like real, like movies. <laughs> like, because Swamp Thing's gonna be in a movie. Don't I don't want him to just look pretty. I no. want him to actually be soulful and yeah, have emotions. No, we don't know. Uh, we don't know what else they could be attaching themselves to. Yeah. So this could be like legend, like when um. Legendary? Yeah, when Legendary was doing a lot of the DC movies. Mm-hmm. So it could end up being something like that. I'm into it. Yeah, should be interesting to see where this goes. Maybe finally some traction on Just League Dark. Just, man, yeah, just like get get Zatanna on that screen, dog. She's so cool. Get Derek Mears in Swamp Thing. Yes, yes, good, Anakin. <laughs> Ryan, tell us about... <laughs> good. Tell you about what? Fear Agent. Oh, Fear Agent, written by Rick Remender, is a is like caper across space. I haven't read it. Okay. <laughs> I actually have like the first three volumes. I just, I, I haven't read it. <laughs> Rick Remender uh, is turning his new, se- his, one of his books, Fear Agent, uh, into a TV series from Seth Rogen, Matt Tolmach, and David F. Sandberg. He actually uh, just signed a huge multimedia deal with Sony. Yeah. So he got paid, baby. Yeah. He's going to Good be ex- he's going to be executive producer on this one with Tony Moore, who was one of the artists and, mm-hmm. and writers on that on that book. Uh, Matt Matson Tomlin. Who wrote the the new Batman film from Matt Reeves? Oh, uh, is going to write the pilot for this series. I'm about to Google it so I can get a, a actual. Here's the log lines. There you the go. You got line. it, baby. Interstellar invaders, time travel, clones of clones of clones, and lots of whiskey. Whether he's battling the scourge of space, going back in time to stop the alien invasion that changed Earth forever, or winning his ex-wife back, there's nothing that that Heath. Houston yep. won't do to try to right the wrongs and gets his family back. He is, after all, the last fear agent. I read the first issue, and some of that stuff sounds familiar. Um, uh, 
you've read Black Science. Yes. Think pre-Black Science. Think Grant McKay, asshole, scientist man. Kind of the same feel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like that book. Yes, I Recently do. just ended. Sad. Anything else on that one before we get into trailers? Yeah, it's a shame Deadly Class couldn't have been part of that deal. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Dude, one year too late. <sighs> uh, he, was a sh- he was a showrunner of Deadly Class, and this one he'll only be executive producing. Yeah. It showed that he, he had his hands all over that show. It's so good. What are you looking for? Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry about uh, it. All right. So let's get into some trailers. Let's talk about the one left from last week. Dispatches from elsewhere. There's Jason Siegel and Richard E. Grant. Yeah. yeah. This one's Sally Field. Yes. Weird. Andre 3000 from Outcast. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah. They're, they're playing some type of a worldly game that takes them across everywhere. It looks like Legion-esque, like with weird stuff going on. Uh, but I couldn't tell you what the plot is. It no. looks very, very high concept. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm hey, yeah, it looks real good. I yeah. mean, it's it's trippy. I was like, hey, this looks interesting. But at the same time, I'm like, I am so lost. What's it called again? Else, uh, Dispatches from Elsewhere. Yeah. I'm going to see if there's like a log line. I'll sure. watch it. Yeah, uh, this this looks uh, interesting. I mean, uh, I'll watch it, it when it shows up on Netflix because it's AMC. Mm. AMC has a deal with Netflix? Well, that's how The Walking Dead keeps getting on there. Oh, uh, that's true. Mm. A group of ordinary people who stumble onto a puzzle hiding just behind the veil of everyday life. They will come to find that the mystery winds far deeper than they ever imagined. Still doesn't tell me shit. <laughs> it's like, like a mystery <laughs> box show. J.J. Abrams is involved in that. My point being more that, like, I'm not going to get to watch this live. I'll have to wait till yeah. the season's over and it shows up on Netflix. Did anybody see Counterpart? No, I, I wanted to. I yeah, forgot. I wanted I forgot. to, too. Uh, it's the genre's anthology. Oh. That's what? Not, that may, that's weird. That could be interesting. <laughs> I feel like they'll be, like, the main characters we saw will be consistent, but, like, the things happening around them will be anthological. Mm. So, like, a normal season? Mm, I no. don't know. No, more like the what the things that they get dropped into are their own isolated things, but they are still being dropped into. Jason Siegel directed the pilot, and he's the one who's making, like, he wanted the show to get made. It's his, it's like his idea. Oh, uh, he's producing it and writing, and I'm like, that's, whoa, I didn't know you were <laughs> cool. a, one of these sci-fi boys. Hey, good for him. You're, you're a funny man. Dracula musical. <laughs> the Muppets. The Muppets. Oh, you're right. I forget about the Muppets. Weird. Uh, now, we'll, now we'll talk about uh, something that's does, not really a trailer, but more of an announcement. I didn't have anyone else to put it. So, Ben, yeah. uh, you, you uh, and I are one of Three people who like Digimon on this table. I'm trying to cover all my bases. I love Digimon. You're like okay. Yeah. Sparks does not. Are you just not familiar? I don't. Or he's, in, he's giving you. What's a your look? stance on Digimon? Welcome to the 2020 oh debate. Boy. We have a question for Sparks Witty. Question: What is your stance on Digimon? You have 30 seconds to answer. Okay, uh, my answer will be Brandon. How much Digimon do I own? Do you know? None. No. Oh. He, oh. You, Brandon, forgot. do you have a response? That was no response. I can answer that. I actually don't know. Everybody at the table likes Digimon. Okay, cool. Yeah. Really? Why did we ever talk about Digimon? You bought the season. You bought the new movies. You the Seasons. New Why would you do that if you didn't like it? Exactly. <laughs> That's a good question. Isn't that my point? Yeah. Oh, man. Did I have a toy Agumon? You bet I did. <laughs> Favorite Digimon? Around the horn. Oh, my War Greymon. My Otismon. That's a good one. Yeah, I like monsters. Oh, that's Agumon. That's why I had a toy. Black or Greymon. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. What does he say? Pepper, pepper, pepper blast. Pepper, pepper breath. breath. It's yeah. pepper breath. Pepper breath. Uh, anyway. You still, haven't, you still haven't watched it subbed, right? No, I haven't. That's the thing. See, I started watching the original anime subbed. Yeah. Oh, because, because I realized that 
Foxbox really effed up that anime. Yeah. Did Ooh. they really? Because I watched Fox, it as a kid. They Fox got, Kids. Yeah. They got Ooh. better. They got better towards the end of series two. Mm. There is a there is a strong comparison made between like a, a an episode where like in the Foxbox version it's like I'm just gonna do this thing and it's like handled in like a very jokey way and then the other one it's like oh that character is like possibly gonna die. Oh yeah. They treat it like more, more se- Yeah. Is yeah. that when Ty is trying to is yes. trying to thank you? He goes, yes. Oh, oh Ty. yeah. And then Sora pulls him back. She's like yes. no. Oh. God, that was such a good three episodes. Uh, right. So, second favorite Pokemon is Beelzebubmon. <laughs> he's got guns, and he's got a third eye. Did you say Pokemon? He did. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I told you, he's the fake I'm nerd! The fake nerd. <laughs> it's you! Suckers! <laughs> we take off his mask. What's Digimon? <laughs> <laughs> what are these digital monsters, and how can I acquire uh, them? <laughs> they're pocket monsters. <laughs> Don't you dare. Right. They're, they are. <laughs> Anyway, did you guys have the Tamagotchi Digimon? Yeah. I did. Yeah. I had that. I had that shit. What's the news you're at? you're screaming into your into your radio? <laughs> Please let us know. <laughs> the Digimon Adventure is being rebooted this year um, by whatever company did it in the first place. Uh, after to coincide with the end of the franchise uh, that was started in 1999. Uh, if you don't know, there have been there were six movies. Uh, and now there's one more. So a seventh film is coming out this year. A lot of movies. Man. And that's going to be the end of the characters that we know and then is being rebooted. Um, it could be story relevant or it could just be them wanting to start it up again get, to get some more. Now, crap. this initially excites me, but is this more like a Dragon Ball Kai situation where it's like it's the same show, we just made it better? Well, or is it like actually re- rebooting? It, it's all different. It is a completely different. Okay. It, I mean, same story beats because it's the same show. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a reboot. But is it going to be like the same, same like like oh, my oldest mon and clown mon and like well, that, yeah, yeah, it's going to hit the same those same beats. But the arcs are going to be the same. But what happens inside those arcs yeah. might be a little bit different. Actually, a lot different. Or a lot because different. our technology because the idea is to, that the reason why they're doing this, what they say, the logline, is that they. Um, is that the our, our how we understand technology has changed so drastically since 1999? Oh yeah, yeah. That's going to be reflected in the mm-hmm. new show. That's cool. So, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So it's more like a Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood situation. Got it. Yeah. There you go. Okay, that's a good. That's a good yeah. reference. I'm, I'm, uh, or, I might watch this. Or like Helsing Ultimates. Ooh. Uh, anybody see how this, the second Helsing series? No. Nope. Yes. Looks pretty good. Is it? Right. All right. Uh, Digimon. Trailers. Saint Maud. The new A24. Movie. This might be the, the most I've ever cringed at a trailer in a long time, and I don't mean like because it's bad, because like something like effective happens yeah. with like a lady stepping on nails, and uh-huh. I'm like, oh, oh shit! Not just put- stepping on nails; she steps on nails with a picture of an angel underneath it. Oh. So like she's walking. It's oh man, it's no man. Oh this this trailer made religious me, imagery. This trailer made me very uncomfortable. very uncomfortable. Good, it's working. A twenty four is. Working. I really like. A24. <laughs> Damn it! Like it's like I, this. I really like how a twenty four. Cuts their trailers. Yeah, Every, so do I. Their their trailers for for all of the movies I've seen of theirs are really great. Uncut Gems, Midsommar, which I actually have seen. I haven't seen Uncut Gems yet, but I really want to see that movie. It looks so good. Mm-hmm. And then seeing Saint Maud, I'm like, I know I'm gonna see this. I know I kind of I kind of want to see this, but damn, I am very uncomfortable watching uh, what we'll, I was watching. We'll take you. Oh yeah. Like the we'll the, the second when she puts her foot in the nails and she's like. And her expression is euphoric. I'm like, ah, no. Well, it's not euphoric. She, 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 no, she, she screams, screams in pain. pain. And then when she's walking down the he's street, the she second, has a. He's saying the second one when they're walking down the street. Yeah. Oh, God. That one. Yeah, she's got she's got some problems. And she's still wearing the same shoes. And yeah. it's like. Um, yes. I. Uh, it's about a like uh, a lady taking care of an old lady. Uh, the old lady's like kind of like rich. And she's like kind of mean to her. Or, or She starts to be mean to her. But like St. Saint, Saint Maud has some, some carry vibes going on for me. Yeah. 
That's She's got some him. great expectations, and those great expectations mm. involve Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> you need Jesus. Uh, so, yeah, that should be interesting. The other one is Horse Girl. Yeah, not I didn't know what to expect from a it's Netflix's Horse Girl. New, new, yeah, that's t- new, new movie. Here's another one that Alice I was Brie. not expecting. Yeah, Alison Brie stars as a character in this. I mean, I nothing shot like threw me until she went alien abduction. I'm like, right? Uh, oh, now I don't know. Yeah, Mine, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, the second she said, "Have you ever been abducted out of animals?" I'm like, "Hold up, what?" Yeah, I'm, I'm like that. A uh, fallout. Her mom. Her mom. Grandma. Her grandma was also was also abducted by aliens. Possibly. Yeah, mm-hmm. looks just like her. Yeah, I think this looks pretty interesting. Yes, it does. Um, it's I don't I haven't seen it. I, very much Alison Breeze on outside of community and like she shows up in a couple movies here and there but like yeah. I've never watched anything She's on w- Netflix's Glow Glow yeah I've wasn't never watched she that. also the voice of Unikitty yes yes yeah. there you go um, so besides the Lego movie I haven't really been exposed to her very much I won't count the Lego movie yeah okay um, so yeah this looks really interesting and it looks like she's doing something I've never seen her do before she was in Scream 4 oh that's true she was Nev Campbell's uh, assistant it's true you're very true or publishing agent whatever Did she get it killed was. yeah spoilers <laughs> <laughs> for a movie I saw all right <laughs> Uh, yeah, this looks interesting. I, I might check this one out. If not Netflix, yeah, yeah, I got it. I got Netflix. The big trailer that happened this week. Do you have anything more here you want to say about Horse, Horse Girl? Girl. No. Okay, the big trailer that happened this week was Star Wars: The Clone Wars season seven, with a release date of February twenty first. That's, right. That's very close. That's happening. It's going to be week to week. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, just like um, Mandalorian was. Good. I am so excited. I really like the Clone Wars. I like Rebels a whole lot more. Um, it's it really looks like Dave Filoni's kind of taken what he learned on Rebels. Bring it back to Clone Wars. Yeah, I just don't want them to do anything that invalidates keeping Tartakovsky's stuff as canon. Sure, yeah, that's all I really feel. All they really got to do is just pass over how, the or do, or if you show it, do exactly the same thing. Yeah, that'd be dope. Oh my gosh, yeah. which is fine with me. Do exactly the same thing, but don't. There is tell a ca- some different version of it. There is a case to be made that this series, that this season, could go all the way up to Order sixty six. Because uh, I think that'd be incredible. Yeah, because you there's, see there's dialogue from mm-hmm. Revenge of the Sith. That's why from I'm, that thi- I'm thinking it's like it's going to be concurrent. Yeah. yeah. And you also see Ahsoka, um, like grabbing her head when she's in hyperspace, kind of like when um all the Jedi were getting killed. Mm. That could be. That could be. Could be. Yeah. So actually, they, I didn't think about could, that. we we don't. I mean, how do you guys feel about that? How do you feel about the Jedi sensing the death of all the other Jedi? Because I've seen it enough in the movies no, and stuff. So no, like, well, here's my thing. Here, well, here's my thing. Why do all the Jedi in the movie, except for Yoda, not sense it, but all the Jedi and everything else do? I don't know. I don't know. Just to make, uh, hey man, space magic's bullshit. Maybe, That's all bullshit. Mm, I don't. I don't. Because this is the whole thing. Pr- like, it, it's it almost implies that like the ones who die in the movie, it was so in the same moment that they didn't have time to feel it, mm-hmm. but Yoda did. And I'm and my I'm like, BS. Could, hold up, it could be there were people or some people are just more powerful with the with the force. I was I was my essential my BS argument that I that I just thought of is that because Yoda is so much more fo- force sensitive than anyone I, else on the Jedi. I Council. agree, and that's why that worked for me. But now characters like Ahsoka and another character in another place and another character in another place mm. have started to be revealed to be able to do it, and I'm like, okay, well, why can they do it too? Yeah, I'll that's tell you why. Point. It's a you can't break logic to space magic. Yeah, like no, like really, like there's no, there's no answer. Like, who, who knows? Maybe they're forced. They're <clears> in tune <throat> with the force more than they thought they were. So I don't know. I don't. I you don't. Mm. You don't need to try to. I'm not gonna try and explain it. it. I'm Dave, just gonna let Dave it Lonnie, give us a call. I really, I really like. Man, I'd love that. <laughs> um, anyway, who but yeah, wouldn't? we're going back to Ahsoka. We're seeing kind of what she's what she's doing. It looks like she teams up with Katie Sackhoff's character from the early seasons of Rebels. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have some, some more Mandalorian stuff, which would bring Maul back to the, into the fray. Darth Maul's looking badass. Yes, and uh, as someone who's watching Rebels and 
just got reintroduced to Darth Maul again. Uh, having seeing that Ahsoka and him have a past, and now we're going to explore some of that. Uh, it's really cool, just for me, because like it's happening at the same time for me. Yeah. Uh, it's really cool to see just like like all of Star Wars, like the history is just like oh, it's. All. That's why I like the shows. Yeah, the that's shows why I like the shows a lot. Yeah, it's true. Um, um, all of it. There's a the, the, there's a there's a couple more stuff with um. Uh, is that is Rex? Is that Rex? Yes, yeah. that is Rex. Okay. Uh, Anakin's Anakin's uh, clone Rex. Um, I really like the the stuff that they have like Ahsoka's faces. Ahsoka's colors are painted on on their helmets, mm-hmm. like oh. in solidarity. Oh, yeah. that's I get it. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I yeah. think uh, I think those clones might be the ones that took out their chips. Oh yeah, oh. took out their Order sixty six chips. Ooh. Oh, from the last season of Clone Wars. Yeah, because hmm. there's there's a in the la- in the the six. Oh, the fifth it's in the sixth of, season. The sixth season of Clone Wars, that someone realizes that the first like, part of the sixth season, they the they run a test mm-hmm. on one trooper to see if Order sixty six will work, and it does, and they start investigating. Yeah, oh, the clones are like, this guy's crazy. Yeah, why? And then yeah, in Rebels, when, when we get introduced, it's a to really really sad like four episodes, maybe oh. five episodes yeah. of that clone trying to find out the source of the conspiracy because he's like, I don't know why I would have killed a Jedi and it's freaking him out. Yeah. yeah. That's how, oh, actually I'm going to watch that now. That sounds pretty good because once it's turned on, it's then Wars. turned off. I've watched the Clone Wars. It's not the, the, the new season. Yeah. So rather than it being like something that reprograms their brains to like think, yes, Jedi are bad. Yeah. They turned it off. So it's just like he had a moment where he went nuts. Oh, I remember I'm into that. it. Uh, yeah. So this looks really interesting. February 21st is coming back. I'm very excited. Less than fin- a month. Finally an end. To a series that ended far too soon. D- 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 yeah. Technically, Tartakovsky had the end, but yeah. Yeah, but we didn't get there yet. I mean, but it was always there. <laughs> all right, so that's that's all the trailers I got. Anything else you guys want to add before we get into our topic? Um, um, you don't have to stall. I'm no, I'm trying to think. Nope. All right, let's get into our topic. Topic time. All right, then to end off our third part in our DC Comics trilogy, we did Doomsday Clock. We did Crisis on Infinite Earths. Or what are we, Cloverfield? This was unplanned. It, yeah. Oh, sh- Yeah. Just like the new Star Wars movies. Boom! Yeah. Oh. He said it. Turned out as well. That's Paradox. I know. I still like Paradox. I'll defend it. I don't give, I like sh- the first I don't give a shit. hour of Paradox. Yeah. You know, I'll say that uh, there is one thing that was obviously planned from the beginning with the Star Wars trilogy, and it's that the ninth film was supposed to be Carrie Fisher's film. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That was very obviously intended, and God. they were thinking about something. Dude, now that Trevorrow has come out and, like, confirmed a lot of that stuff, and, like, mm-hmm. a lot of, like, they've re- they had to recall the, the art book because it has old stuff mm-hmm. from his version. Because, you know, the books, like you said, Brandon, the books yeah. come out before, like, the movies come out or whatever, or they're made before. And Palpatine uh, isn't in them. And, like, oh. God, that movie we could have had. <laughs> And now they're like, quick, recall it, recall it. That, yeah, that's a we gotta bad put out the sh- That's a bad We gotta move. put out the shitty art book. No, to be fair, it was it was not yet released in America. It was released in Korea. Yeah. And oh. now they're all it's gone. like the test market, I guess. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we are going to talk about the current state, or how we feel about the current so state. stupid. Sorry, go on. <laughs> of DC Comics, of Detective Comics Comics. That's true. All of it. That is true. I gotta stop saying that. <laughs> uh, so let's, let's, let's go... Well, f- this is—I think this is a good measure uh, of of where it's uh, for everyone. How many DC books are on your pull list? Less than ever. Same, same. I'm getting Batman, <laughs> and even then, maybe not anymore. <laughs> yeah, I—I I don't know. I'm getting a fair amount, but more Marvel and indie for me. Yeah, you, Sparks. Mm, still getting. You get all the, the Bendis stuff, right? I'm still getting Superman. Uh, I'm not getting all the Bendis stuff. Right. I'm only getting Superman in action. Got it. Um, I'm still getting Batman, and I'm still getting Detective. 
I'm still getting Wonder Woman. I've been keeping up with that since Rebirth. Good. Um, Jimmy Olsen. That's a great book. Okay, hold on. That's that's true. DC. One, two, three. There you go. Uh, four. Hot I dog. just dropped Justice League. That's what's on my pull list. I think that's it. You're dropping Justice League? Scott Snyder's leaving. Oh. Well, how long has he been on there? Like 30 something issues? Yeah. Cool. A good that's, amount. that's a good run. Yeah. yeah. A couple years. Like four. Like four or five, I think. Hell yeah. Oh, no. Six. Cool. I'm getting Year of the Villain. Got it. Oh, I'm getting Batman Superman. Yeah, me too. That book's dope. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I am too. Sorry. Uh, I forgot. That's that on my pool also. Oh, Constantine's on my pool right now. I got the first issue. Yeah. How is it? I didn't read it yet. Okay. Sparks? No, I liked it. I've only read the first issue, but I liked it. That's why. I, oh, we I, didn't talk about Vertigo's going down. I read it. Again. I read it because I wanted to test <laughs> they it. They already did. <coughs> I read it because I. Sorry. sorry, I, sorry. So I read it because I wanted to test it and know if I did want to keep picking it up. And for now, I'm I'm happy with it. Cool. So yeah. um, I really like the art. Really like the art. I, I really, saw, really, really like the art. I saw that Vertigo tweet, and um, I was like, "Didn't you guys already shutter?" No, this is the no because like so there's Vertigo books out right now, and people think those are gonna go to turn into black label books. Oh yeah. Because because the all the all the Sandman stuff is is getting canceled. They're mm-hmm. just gonna relaunch it. To, Two other books are currently on my pool. Um, Harleen. Which just ended. Yeah. And uh, The Question. Man, Shit. I, read the question. I forgot about that question book. And then well, Issue 2 came out. I mean, and I that's, like, a, that's a really good... Like, I'm more interested in their black oh, label and, stuff. Oh, um, and... Well, yeah. And uh, Chris the White Knight. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm more interested in their black label stuff right now. Yeah. I'm more interested in their stuff that's out of continuity than I am there in And it's so funny because... That's still a fair amount of DC books yeah. for me, to be honest, though. Yeah. Uh, as someone who is like just generally always a Marvel guy, like when Rebirth started, I was picking up a lot of Rebirth yeah. books, and then slowly but surely, like so many of them creative teams left. And to be t- to be clear, like I think there's some cool stuff happening on some of the titles, like Flash. I'm it's, just not reading going on it. What's going on in Flash? I just keep like seeing art stuff, and oh. and I hear the buzz. Like I'm not paying too much attention. I just hear positive things. And I'm like I probably should be reading Flash, but I'm, I'm not on, reading Flash. I'm on comic Twitter a lot, and I don't see a lot of people talking about the Flash at all. This happens on Instagram. Got it. There's a lot of Instagram talk about the Flash. It's weird. Yeah, that's where the following is. Yeah. To the, be fair, I think uh, uh, like uh, it's there's a lot of art shares, and the oh, art sure. on the Flash almost just alone makes me want to be like, mm-hmm. man, I really should be checking out the. This is, these are things where like I make a note, and I'm like, I'm gonna go back and check it out, but I'm just not putting on my pull list because mm-hmm. yeah. there's too many things. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben, what are you, how much are any DC books? You just dropped Action. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm getting Superman. I have 17 and 18 of Superman that I still need to read. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna be done with Action because I, I I enjoy Action. I enjoy Super. I enjoy Bendis' Superman, but I'm just not looking forward to it as much as I was after Rebirth. I was I was very devastated when I was just like I don't like this. I, I mean, like I did Superman. like the God, you, st- 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 the Superman stuff at the beginning. I believe was, was good. Phenomenal. Oh no, it, it was. It so was. you mean after Bendis came on, not after Rebirth? Yeah, after, no, but after Rebirth, I was so devastated because I was oh, reading. I see what it. you're saying. I see what you're yeah. saying. I was yeah. reading like, a lot Pat, of Superman. Uh, Patrick Leeson, right? No, he was doing the art. Patrick um, Leeson was doing the art. It was Peter J. Tomasi doing the Tomasi writing. was writing it. Yeah, because yeah. because I have the first two volumes of Superman Rebirth, and those are fan phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. the rest they of are really top good. notch. Yeah, I mean, one of them, uh, volume one is going to be a book club of mine someday. And now I'm, re- I'm getting action. I like the Unity Saga with the um, Rogelzar stuff. I'm like, okay, this is kind of neat. And then the other stuff in action with the Leviathans, like, I just don't care anymore. It's interesting. I cared more about the Leviathan stuff at first. Um, but then I started... I like the concept of what he's doing with the Unity Saga. saga. Yeah. Um, there's something that I'm feeling, I'm feeling very strange as I'm honestly... 
I got into DC. I got into DC Comics hardcore when the New Fifty Two. That's no secret. Same. But my favorite era of DC Comics is just before the New Fifty Two. Mm-hmm. That era of DC Comics um, is my is my favorite. And with Rebirth, we got to return to that era. So yes. I'm very excited about yeah. that. And now we're re- we're entering into the Bendis era, mm-hmm. and I've noticed a a I've noticed a a change. In the comics, just like the, how the comics feel, I've just noticed a change of I we're transitioning to a new era. Don't think that's true across the board, but I do think it's true in some places. Yeah. Which like, one? I don't think it's true in Wonder Woman. Yeah. Sure. Okay. I mean, besides the Superman Bendis books, I have two more issues of Superman to read, so I'm going to give that one a shot. If I like what I if I like what I read when he reveals his secret identity, then I'll probably still be keep, keep... On concept, I'm not okay with that. Yeah. I'm Also, it just happened, like, a couple years ago, in the exact same arc called Superman Truth, where yeah. he reveals his identity. Yeah. <laughs> The, but, the whole the whole thing like John Suntress had a thing where he was talking about um, the super uh, Superman like well if you knew that you were talking to the Pope wouldn't you act differently yes if you knew you were talking to Superman you would act differently yeah you would not have an honest conversation with a man who could read your heartbeat I yeah. haven't read a lot of it uh, uh, of of his his Superman stuff but I just watched this video yesterday like this thirty minute video on this guy saying like Bennis is the worst thing to happen to Superman in a long time mm-hmm. and he made a lot of really 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 good. Points. I don't think that's true. I've not seen the video. Uh, yeah. I won't. Yeah. I won't make a bold statement like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, just I like, haven't seen it either. But I would say because after reading Tomasi's bit of Superman after with the trades, yeah. and reading and looking what I'm getting in action Superman right now, it's like I much prefer Tomasi's work. But besides that, the one uh, thing of Bendis that I am loving and I still love, yeah, I still enjoy is you um, think about it is Young Justice. Yeah, like I the last issue Young Justice, mm, Drake. Uh, yeah, Drake, uh, Tim Drake. Change his name to Drake. I'm like, oh, that's seventeen year old John uh, Bendis does better writing teenagers. Yeah, that's what he. That's his kind of his thing. Yeah, it, does. it is his and, thing. And it's it, just, it's just true. Yeah, and also even after getting to the end of the Union Saga and the Legion of Superheroes coming out, I was like, maybe I should, maybe I want to give the Legion a shot a little bit. I about that heard, first issue. I have heard good things about Legion. Yeah. So maybe I'll wait for the trade. If I'm interested, I'll pick up the trade. But, but besides that, the only other DC book I have, and I'm only putting this on technicality because DC's publishing it, is Ruby. Don't say, oh, goddamn it! <laughs> well, it's <laughs> technically, but technically, we're talking about, we're talking about the universe. Batman's of DC not in Ruby. Yeah. No, it's not, we're talking no, about the universe that the DC, that the DC comics movie, that the DC comics comics mm-hmm. create. Um, DCCC. And as 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 a thing, like what I've heard from all of us, and you, long story about your Superman reading history, um, we are not excited. Yeah. The, w- d- tell me one book. I'm sure you are. You're reading more DC Comics than we are. I still think Jimmy Olsen's like it's such a unique. I agree. Oh. I think Jimmy Olsen is one of the best things happening. You at know DC what? Comics and it's right completely now. self. There was self thing. There's one DC book that I'm really kicking myself in the pants, and I just got to trade weight for it. It's Batman Superman. It's a good book. That, I, that is I, a, I read. I bought that first issue. I read it. I loved it, and I could not find issue two. And then I'm just like, I'm just gonna trade. I'm hundred percent invested. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> no. Go. Uh, I'm hundred percent invested in the Year of the Villain story arc because I read. I've read all the all the lead up to it, starting with Dark Knight's Metal. Um, even uh, after Doomsday Clock, I'm not excited for anything that the DC universe is going to do. And again, again, uh, not to. Not to be negative on James Tinian's new run on Batman, uh, I did pick up the second issue. I just haven't read it, but like I was pretty unimpressed with that first still, issue. Not that it's bad; it's just it was so wow. This is an issue of Batman, all right. And I'm, I'm still, like, I'm still excited for King's Phantasm stuff. Oh, the Catwoman Batman stuff. Yeah, when that yeah, comes, yeah. that oh, miniseries. Yeah. Hell I'm yeah. still, I'm still excited for that. That's that's nuts. I can't wait. He I'll, just put out um, a Strange Adventure started. Didn't yeah, it? and yeah. and Mr. Terrific's going to be the main, the second main character of that book. That's uh, cool. Yeah, um, that again, anything Tom King does, like I. I'll pick up and and I know it's had its delays and I haven't read Shazam? all of it but Shazam 
Uh, I like Shazam. I think I think Shazam is going to be a worthwhile like thing to go back to mm-hmm. and read all that in a trade. I think Shazam's probably going to hold up really well. I think there are nice spots. Yeah. It's just yeah. an overall feeling of like we were really really high when Rebirth happened. It feels directionless right now. Uh, yeah, in, in a sense. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that. Did you hear that Superboy Prime's coming to Shazam? Hell yeah. Yes, I did. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, uh, Wonder Woman's been holding up really well. I am interested in, in this this next issue that just came out this weekend, like where we're going now, because it is exploring the Wonder Woman being the first superhero now post-Doomsday Clock. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm cool. I'm glad that that's happening, and I'm interested in where that will go. Um, I'm trying to think of the non-black label stuff. Well, can I talk about Flash Forward a bit? Yeah. Yeah, so like Flash Forward... Like what they're doing with Wally West after DC what's Flash Forward? Flash Forward is the sequel to Heroes in Crisis. Oh, that was Scott Liddell's writing, where oh. where Flash was taken from uh, to save the multiverse from an invasion of the Dark Multiverse because there's something called the Dark Crisis coming, which you know fill in the blanks of what that's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think Scott Snyder is leaving Justice League to write that Crisis book. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott Liddell is still writing comic books. He's been writing for comic books for 25 years. Well, I know he's been writing <laughs> comic crazy. books for 25 years, but after ever since he's still uh, writing Red Hood and the Outlaws. Shit, he's, still? he's been writing it since the New Fifty Two. Well, Justin Jordan took over for 12 issues. There you go, and he came back. <laughs> he came back. Damn, it's my baby. Um, yeah, I um, and I need it now. <laughs> it just it, it, I, no uh, offense to Scott Liddell, but like for me, most of his good comics work is in the past. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm not. I, I think there's yeah. a lot of editorial meddling happening happening right Dark now. Dark Knight's with, meddling with DC with DC comics, and I think I think Wally West is a good example of that. Uh, Wally West was definitely supposed to play a bigger role uh, in whatever Jeff Johns had planned out for where do, where Rebirth was going to go. Do you know mm-hmm. what's weird with Rebirth is that there were two really big events, like as we were coming into Rebirth, and one of them. Was was the Doomsday Clock and and how Doctor Manhattan and the Watchmen were going to relate to the DC Comics universe, which at the time we didn't know. Yeah, and then there was Dark Knight's Metal, and I feel like the core ideas of what those were exploring worked very much against each other. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that was a problem. Well, Dark Knight's Metal came from uh, came a year and a half after Rebirth. I don't yeah. think I don't think Scott Snyder had quite mapped out what Dark Knight's Metal was going to be, or at least planned on doing it. Until he was going to get ready to do Justice League. <clears throat> yeah. Perhaps. I don't and, know. But I just mean like for a moment where, where we were trying, where they were trying to steer us into a unified vision of like this, this big thing we were building up to Dark Knight's Metal, at least when Dark Knight's Metal was first announced, I wondered if it was like a mid stepping stone, like th- there was going to be a long preamble to us getting to the Doomsday Clock resolution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that didn't really happen. None of those things correlated into. And one those are two whole. like ex- those are which two totally different books. Which wouldn't normally be a problem if they didn't make me feel like with everything that happened at the beginning of Rebirth that that's what we were about to do. Yeah. And I don't just mean like with the the button setup or things like that in the first Rebirth book or the Return of Wally West. It was that across every line that was happening in the in the Rebirth title, everything felt like it was related to like how is this world building to that conclusion? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Dark Knight's Metal wasn't, and that was like the biggest event that happened post that. Well, here's in Crisis. So also. No, 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 but I mean like the first one post the the Rebirth right. button setup, yeah. and it had nothing to do with it, yeah. and it had nothing to correlate to it, no character building, no world assumption or, or further understanding. The writers weren't talking to each other to be like, oh, like let's make this work out together. Right. I, yeah. think, that, I think that's why Jeff stepped down as chief creative officer. Um, you, you look at... Um, you look at uh, going to Heroes in Crisis. What ha- what ended up happening there? Um, I do think it was not intended to be a miniseries, and I don't think it's very good. I'm I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry uh, to Tom King fans, but uh, it feels very, very no. Most, a lot of people don't like yeah, it. It feels yeah. very wooden, and 
making Wally West. You can be a fan of a writer and not like one of the things they yeah. wrote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And make ma- and making Wally West, uh, the 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 type of the type of murder that Wally West committed, um, goes so against what we were led to believe for Rebirth. Yes. Like someone took the character of Wally West, Dan Didio, took the character of Wally West and said, this is where he should go. No, can you, can you say this is where he, he should go in Dan Didio's voice? Hold on, maybe say I'm a little high. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, no, uh, uh, this, this, he's got to come, got to come here. He's got to go. That's a little bad, isn't it? No, it's fine. It's huh? better than me. Yeah. Thanks, Dan. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I don't think that he. I, I think uh, that, that a lot of the stuff happened because Dan Didio was like, mm, what if we did this instead? There was a lot of. Um, Tom King doesn't talk about it a lot, but there was a lot of meddling in Heroes in Crisis. It yeah. was like that. It was his book. It was an idea, but it got it. I don't know if it was going to supposed to be an ongoing, but it definitely got shortened. Mm-hmm. So he had to he had to concrete a lot of ideas into smaller issues. So uh, I I agree. Like I think I I, I think it's a well written story, and I like I like the. Uh, like the the dialogue or what is like the like the narration between the characters and like they're talking to a camera and stuff. Oh yeah, I did Sorry, like those like, bits. like all like the, the uh, confessional confession. Thank you. That's the word yeah. I'm looking for. All the confessional stuff. I think things really good. Um, I think there probably was a bigger story out how Wally ended up there, but I just don't think there there was no real estate there. Yeah. The, like it had to happen in an, an issue. Yeah. Um, and I think like a character being forgotten and then turning into this killer. Like I could see it, but just like there's where is it? How did had this right. happen? And especially like. Because of that, it feels like he's missing from Doomsday Clock. He is missing from Doomsday Clock. No, but like, like he's missing from DC Comics because he's doing this Dark Crisis thing. He was the rebirth. Yeah, and that's so that's so it, crazy. It, the fact that his story doesn't seem like it's ever going to be resolved uh, with the with the idea of rebirth yeah. is really frustrating. Um, it doesn't feel unified in a way that I think would make it more interesting. There's a, there's a, there's something to be said about like keeping your your comics in their own corners. I'm into that. I mean, if but you just look at what Marvel's doing, yeah, like one good X-Men relaunch and that kind of revitalizes everything because yeah. it changes the state of the world and it impacts all the books. But you look at... Sorry, you go, Spark. Uh, when did Rebirth start? 2016? When was that? That was... 2016? 2016. 2016. November. Yeah, was like it was 2016. Yeah, yeah. That was, the first, that was yeah. our first episode. Oh, you're right. Hot dog! So Rebirth so started July 2016. 2016. So oh. it's 2020, mm-hmm. January. Yeah. And I kind of already feel like we need a rebirth again. Yeah, no, not even so much a rebirth. They're just like like not a, not like, in a not in a sense of like a big event, but yeah. but, but like it already feels like it got it got messy and cluttered and inconsistent. And like not not only like just oh the books aren't like building to anything or working together to make anything. I don't necessarily need that in all of the comics across yeah. the continuity. What I do need them to do is not be contradictory. Yes. That's the issue. Is that this what happened in the New Fifty Two also, and that's why a lot of one of the reasons why a lot of people didn't like the New Fifty Two is it started getting really contradictory to itself, mm-hmm. and then it was like, okay, time for rebirth, and here we are, here we are again, and everything feels like it's contradicting each other. Mm-hmm. Superman it, does this over here, but he can do this so, over so here. Batman, the thing, like, Superman. So and whatever. this is not me blaming Bendis. Uh, I, I blame the people. Sure. Uh, be, the people upstairs. But when Bendis came, it, they made a big deal out of it, and they gave Bendis a thousand books. And when you have an entire section being written by one guy, I like unless he talks to the other writers, like it's gonna feel it's gonna feel the, completely separate. Unless he Hickman's it, unless he Hickman's mm-hmm. it, yeah. the money the the money they gave him gave him control of the DC, of the direction of the DC Comics universe while Jeff Johns was still trying to steer the ship. There's there's multiple again like it's not like Bendis is trying to be the spearhead, but you bring this big creative in. Like we want to listen to what you well, have to do, and Bendis, that's, and that's part of the problem too. Is that like he he is a, big, a creative spearhead, but it definitely feels like only of a corner. Yeah. 
not of the whole. The Superman corner. But that corner, honestly, look, I'm going to say because I don't like Bendis' stuff on uh, DC Comics right now, but it feels like that corner is like blobbing its way into the rest of the DC universe, like trying to gobble it all up. It's like slowly but surely like encroaching in. Yeah. I I feel his influence on so many books that shouldn't feel his influence. And event, Leviathan, is that what it's called? Yeah. That was like a, a just, oh, here's, here's a mini event. Yeah. In the middle of our other event, next besides the next event, yeah. and it's like, is anyone talking to each other here? There's, no, so, there's that, so much shit going on. It feels like Dan Didio is like, you do that, you do that, you do that, you do that, and don't talk to each other. Yeah, and again, like you don't need you don't need a Hicksman for a Hicksman, uh, a Jonathan Hickman for no, everything. No, 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 we're changing it to Hicksman. Hicksman. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you don't need a a spearhead guy to oversee everything. You don't need that. Yeah. It just it makes it a lot more clear and focused on what you, the story you want to tell mm-hmm. instead of seven people trying to tell the same story. But the editor in chief should be on board yeah, on top of this. Hundred uh, percent. I'm. I said it before. I think it's time for Didio to leave. Yeah. Well, I mean, I agree with that. Yeah. Um. I it just. I think we got through a year and a half of rebirth before it started to feel like God, it was so good. B- before <laughs> it, it started so to feel good. like there wasn't a, a an agreement about like what der- what was overall going on. I was and reading how things were interacting. So with many each books other. that I never read before, and now half of those books are just canceled, don't exist anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like I was loving Green Arrow for a long time. Is that book still? And on? that's the thing is, yeah, is it? A Green Arrow exists. A Green Arrow. No, no title. I think. I, oh. think, I don't think there's a Green Arrow I don't think right so now. So either. No. Yeah, because Benjamin Percy, who's writing Wolverine now, you know he's what? A that was baby. a good Green Arrow. It too. was. That it got me. That's my first Green Arrow book Shit. ever. Read. No, yeah, I was stuff. going through that too. That was a good Green. I think I got it all the way to the end. It's a good mm, book, dude. That's sad. Anyway, that's uh, the Hawkeye Freefall artist. Actually, there you go. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Hawkeye. To- uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's really sad because it's. Like in hindsight, it feels very similar to the situation we were at with the new Fifty Two. Yeah. Yes. Like yeah, it just it feels like we we had a brief reprieve where we were all like, "Oh yeah, jamming, great," and then that lasted a little longer than I think the new Fifty Two high did. It did mm-hmm. uh, overall, and now here we are. And so you and have they've scared so many writers off of their books too that yeah. just jumped to Marvel. Yeah. Or and you know what, vice versa. There's some some, some Marvel people. Mostly oh, yeah. artists come are coming. Bendis from brought all his good artists. Yeah, like David Marquez doing like the Batman Superman shit is like next level I good. Really didn't like Event Leviathan. I didn't read it. I just know it looked Even, pretty. I didn't read it. Either. Even when I was reading the stuff in action about Leviathan, I'm like, I don't care about Leviathan. Sorry, I just don't. Oh, you didn't. You mean the the main character of Checkmate? Manhunter. Have you ever heard of Checkmate? No. Yeah, exactly. Checkmate. There's a way to incorporate continuity that that you know, like fan and continuity. Jeff Johns does it all the time, mm-hmm. um, but he does it in a way that doesn't presuppose you're supposed to know who these are. He does it in a way as if he's introducing a new character organically. Yeah, yeah. He's introducing a new character organically. Uh, ben is straight up was like, everyone should know who this person is. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. A good example is when we just talked about Doomsday Clock. Is like I knew who Saturn Girl was, so it wasn't an issue. But like, if I hadn't, I also wouldn't have felt lost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. You wouldn't or Alan it. Scott. Alan Scott's also like Alan Scott and talking about Johnny Thunder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are also good examples. Like, yes, I knew who those were, so I wasn't confused. But also, if I didn't know who they were, I still wouldn't. If you were Casey confused. Casual, yeah. you would be like, oh, that's who that person any, is. Yeah. Any good writer can will bring in a, an, an existing character and give you just enough bits. You're like, oh, I, I understand everything about this character from a few lines, right? Yeah. Like that's like every issue of a comic is someone's first issue. And so you always got to expect them to not know anything. Yeah, and what you're going to do, is, what you're going to find is if you, hey, Wikipedia was a good source for me when I was first getting into the Green Lantern. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I looked up a character. That's cool. Who's th- who's this character? Look him up. Oh, he's from the old comic and blah, blah, yep. blah, blah, blah. 
And I learned so much like that. And you end up learning more about that history. Guys, Jeff John's Green Lantern is so good. It <laughs> is. It is. I think the other thing that really sucks right now about the state that the DC Comics universe is in is that in some cases, certainly not all, like I said, there are titles that are exempt from this, but in yeah. some cases it becomes a situation of like, oh man, I want to follow up on that and learn more. I get, I better go read that character's title. Go read that character's title. Uh, not only does this not answer my question, it answers it with an answer that has completely different context and nothing to do with the question I came here for. Yeah. So you have like, again, like, not, it seems like DC's not talking to each other. So we have Wonder Woman 750 come out and that addresses Doomsday Clock stuff, correct? correct. Okay. Who, who else is addressing Doomsday Clock? That's it. That sucks. <laughs> I mean, in, in defense of that, and I mean, it is their own fault. No, like no, they're, they're eating their own tail. No, but but it's something where we can only start seeing these things now because Doomsday Clock's over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it, you know, that Wonder Woman title's coming out. I, I They knew in advance, and I'm sure they were pushing, like, can we drop that in the 750? Because we'd really like to do it on the 750 issue for Wonder Woman. Um, but they had to make sure Doomsday Clock was out first. Yeah. That's but, true. But that's I true. think, I, and so I think that, ha- now that's still their fault. Yeah. But I do think, like, we hopefully... I hope in some way we'll see some more acknowledgement of what Doomsday Clock did to the characters now that it's passed. Yeah. yeah. Um, when Dan releases his DC timeline. Whenever that's coming. 5G, yeah. baby. Oh, man. And I just don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Jeff Johns decided... To, to be clear, I kind of care a little now, but only about a timeline as far as it relates to like where Doomsday Clock took place in relation to Rebirth. Yes. Oh, like the, the, the new... No, like in relation to like the new titles now, and I'm like, can you just clear up like who's doing what and what character was supposed to be at what point because some of these things feel like they have to be post-Doomsday Clock and some of these things have to be pre-Doomsday Clock and I yeah. just want to know where we're at Yeah, and then I can move on with my it's life. It's a problem when you have a book that comes out for at, three years. At the, yeah. end of, at the end of Doomsday Clock, Jeff Johns decided to put, uh, d- decided to have some fun and make up some, some future events. I don't believe for a second that they know what they're doing in 2030. No, no. they don't. However, I do no. think 5G is real. No, no, no. However, 5G is happening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we know that's true now. Uh, and I just couldn't care less about like, whatever that even is. Even when I was reading that myself, I'm like, hmm, the only one of these I know is 5G. But I'm also thought to myself, I was like, man, I mean, this is cool. That's there are like, some stories I like to see, though. Yeah, it's like, okay, some of this stuff sounds cool, and maybe they can hold this on the back burner, and then it's like, hey, maybe do it in the future. But there's no way it's like, yeah, this is like our 10-year plan. They don't have... Uh, they don't have it for ten years. So in Doomsday Clock, there's like there's like a Hulk reference and a Thor reference. Yeah. In the, in Donny Cates' new Thor, uh, you go to a multiple uh, a different reality where it's the, actually the DC universe. And it's the hand. And, and, you see the hand crush the earth. Yes. And like you see like oh and there's like there's a speedster and there's like and there's a guy with a ring and it's like it, like you see Superman's blur and it's a Daily Planet mm-hmm. planet bugle. No, it's Daily Planet. Daily, Daily planet. planet. But like you don't see it called the Daily yeah. Planet. It's obscured. But it's like oh look like they're they're joking about it. Do it. Yeah. Cowards. Well, now they're owned by Warner Brothers and Disney. Like you know, Marvel might, might have been more interested before yeah. they were owned by Disney. Mm-hmm. But like, man, like in the span oh, of no, a couple weeks, in the span of a couple weeks, we have multiple references to the other company. And I'm like, yeah. you've it's done it before. I know. Donny Cates got in a lot of trouble with that. Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> Good. Well, not from like Marvel, but yeah. from like, people were were like, you put Superman, you put Superman in this. I did. Who's Superman? Yeah. <laughs> man, how do you not know who Superman is? Blah blah. blah. Buddy. He's a troll, <laughs> buddy. Yeah, I'm messing with you, yeah. God. Um, but you know what? That's a good way to segue. Like, I'm uh, every time Mar- Marvel, not every time, a lot of time when Marvel announces comic, I'm like, hell yeah! It's just it's, again, like it's it's cycles. Well, it's it's weird because I remember a few years ago when Marvel was doing like another big relaunch. Like, I think it was when they were doing the Marvel Legacy stuff. Yeah, 
And we were all just like generations, yeah, or something like that. And all of us, four of us, were groaning because it's like great. Marvel's doing. Where they this released again. a title that was, um, oh, yeah. everyone paired with like their more younger. Some modern, of those are actually uh, counterpart. Incredible. No, I mean they yeah. are, they are. But I mean, like, just the idea when it was happening, like Marvel was Marvel. The comic universe was just not in a place where we felt like we needed another event yeah. thing like that. Like yeah. there were and, constant, and even though there were good like pieces in it, overall we were like, but why? Yeah, yeah. like yeah. there was like like I remember for a good span there was like constant like reboots and re-releases and like hey new this number Marvel new now, number one Marvel now this, Marvel now Marvel yeah. Plus this, whatever it was. Uh, Generations was like right after the Hydra Cap stuff happened didn't. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so people were just coming off of that event, and they're like, "Jesus, generations!" You know, what yeah. The it's hell? like it's a, and then DC is like, "Yeah, we had New Fifty Two for a few years, and then it's like, okay, now we have Rebirth. We're still doing Rebirth. Don't worry about they, it." No, you, uh, that's a false equivalency, I think. Well, because uh, because the New Fifty Two wasn't an event comic. No, where, New where Fifty Two was a complete. Re, uh, Marvel was Mar- Marvel was doing event comic after event comic after event comic after event comic, and we got so sick and tired of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they still are. And they still are. Let's be clear. Like Marvel, Marvel. While we're happy with a lot of the things they're doing, they still are doing the events, even in titles we like, like the they're, Venom, like the Venom oh, uh, stuff that has happened. So listen, Absolute there's Mar- Venom Island. Th- let me tell you all the miniseries Marvel's doing. I'm, I'm not happy. Apparently, about this. it's really good. Venom Island. No, I know it is. It's just that the isolation of like making this event where they have to make variants on every other title that correlate to the event. Mm. So there's. Uh, there's 2099 stuff happening right now. Yes. There's a lot of one-shot And 2020 tie-ins. stuff happening. There's Marvel 2020 stuff happening. I just picked up Iron Man 2020. Um, there's they're building up to Empire, which is an event I'm actually really excited for. But they're also they also just did an Annihilation Scourge mini event, setting up the next Annihilation whenever that happens. These all books are all happening at the same and time. Then the end. Yeah, the, yeah. The, so there's literally like five or six like mini events happening all at the same time. I'm like, I want to buy all these books, but it's literally impossible. Right, but even so, like, there's still like whenever Donny Cage, when Donny Cage is like, I'm doing Thor. Hell yeah. Yes. Every time Al good. Ewing's Immortal Hulk comes out, it's one of my first reads. Jonathan yeah. Hickman's announcement that he was coming back to X Men. When Jonathan Hickman started X Men. He made me an X-Men reader. I'm yeah. so happy. <laughs> he did. What, how many X-Men books did you buy for me today? A lot. The advantage that Marvel has right now is a lot of the runs that have been working for us are runs where they are isolated. They're not beholden to the details of someone else's run. Yes. And that's been able to draw us into those writers and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's what Rebirth should have been once it set up the thing, as long as it was steering its course into a general direction of where Doomsday Clock would have eventually yeah. ended us. Um, but that would have required like a much, much more communication. Doomsday Clock to be out later like John's wanted. Yeah. But that's more where I wanted us to live for a while is where we're at with those Marvel titles where it's like, I don't, I don't need to rely on the information of where this is at with another character. And I know if I go there, there's just enough here where like when Miles appears in Venom, if I go check out the Miles books at that time, nothing contradicts that interaction. And even so, Marvel's really good about, sometimes it's too much, but they do the little, oh, you want to know what's going there? Go see Venom number one. Where sure. Miles. Uh-huh. Like, that's like, oh, cool. They just yeah. tell me where to go. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I agree with both I think both DC did, I remember there's a few New 52 Batman books I was reading and there were, there were four when Rebirth, when New Fifty Two started, wasn't there? No, well, there are times where I'm reading. Like, I was reading a Bat- Detective Comics, and then Alfred mentioned something that happened in like that vampire book that launched. I vampire, the dope book. that one. Yeah, that's Andrea Sorrentino. Yeah, it was like, hey, if you want to know what he's talking about, go read I Vampire Number One. That's cool. I forgot because yeah, Batman does show up in there. Because yeah. there are but, times. But that's that's exactly what Sparks was kind of talking about with like with with Marvel. All these stories kind of exist in their own little island, and th- then when they connect, there's nothing, there's nothing yeah. to contradict them. But for right now, uh, Rebirth, 
Doomsday Clock should have been the the season finale of Rebirth, basically, and yeah. it yeah. ended up just being like the the crossover episode with your with your with yes. it's like the 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 Mork and Mindy crossover episode with with uh, Happy Full days. House yeah. Happy Days there was you know. okay. So I know Doomsday Clock started years ago. Was was Dark Knight's Metal? Did that come out while Doomsday Clock was coming out? I think it was just before. Okay, they weren't coming They're close out. Doomsday, together. Uh, okay. Metal, I think, had started before Doomsday Clock did, but it did not finish before okay, Doomsday so Clock. Okay, so that's what I mean. There are two, there are two events happening at the same time, and they could not be more different. Because yeah. Watchmen well, is a very... Yeah, no, they're polarizing. Like, Watchmen is a very mm-hmm. internal, like, reflective, like, emotional story. And then... But that, I was, liked meant our- to be, but that was meant to be after... It was meant to be a year in the future of the DC Comics universe. Oh yes, uh, it was not supposed to be co- happening concurrently. So it did make sense that so so it, what not make sense, but it it got us interested. Like oh, how do we get from here? Yes. to there. And I'm curious to see where that yeah, goes. Yeah, that was the thing. Is start when Dark Knight's Metal happened, it seemed like it was going to be a preamble setup. A lot of people, I remember, we had this discussion when Dark Knight's Metal was discussed. We thought that the things that were happening in Dark Knight's Metal yes. were a cause and effect from Doctor Manhattan. Yeah. And that they were going to figure that out, and it was going to slowly build mm-hmm. to Doomsday Clock. None of that happened. Yeah, um, it's just funny that like two big event books that like changed the changing the landscape are like two radically different ideas. <laughs> right. And Introducing that, billions of evil Batman, and then this and really. I know it's you know, a, you know I know it's a stupid stupid name as we talked about before, but I really like a lot of the Black Label books. I'm in, I'm very excited for the question. Yeah. The many deaths of Vic Shage. Yeah. yeah. I loved Harleen. I'm re- I, I, I just picked up a Batman Last Night Last Night on Earth. Yeah. I'm I, excited for these. No, I read the first issue of Batman Last Night on Earth Same. and I dug it. I'm like, this uh, is they great. just came out with Wonder Woman Dead Earth this yeah. week. Yeah. Did it come out? Yeah, it's out this Shit. week. I have it if you want to check it out. I do want to check it out. Yeah. Like, of I course, Harleen, Harleen is a book I definitely want to pick up when it's a trade because I want to support Stefan Sedgwick. I, I love I, the stuff. I highlighted that because I really, really wanted more black label books that didn't have to do with any Batman characters. Yes. I yes. saw a piece of art. And Even though I've enjoyed them, I'm... I'm st- I really want there's like, a, less as good Batman. as Harleen and like the like the, the yes, Jeff Lemire Joker not knocking that they're good there's a lot of them yeah here's here's, yeah. here's what really pissed me you off you literally about. walk into Comic Madness oh my I, god and, and they have the black label like Harleen's both variants all laid out along with the the Joker Harley titles and all of it just like lined up and you just look at it and you're like that's a lot this is, a, this is too much excessive <laughs> that really pisses me off that the Joker Harley Criminal Insanity book came out at the same time the Stefan Cedric's Harleen book came yeah. out because the Harley Lean book was solicited before, mm-hmm. and the Joker and Harley book is nine. I'm sorry, nine prestige format issues. That's yeah. a huge uh-huh. book. And Harleen, is Har- Harleen three, right? was is three. three with, and Stepan wants to make it nine. I'm sorry, switch that. Yeah, Criminal Insanity should be over, and Harleen should keep going. Nine big comics. That's a whole lot of money. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. and it's unfortunate the way that they release them, and like exactly what I'm talking about, where they lay them out because they almost look interchangeable. Yeah. And yeah. That sucks because it one, does suck. I agree with you. I think that's stupid. One deserves it. Damn mm-hmm. it. And it, DC also just did, did like the, the the Hill House imprint. So I'm yes. there are like a dozen new horror comics at DC that yeah. I'm I, no one's reading. What is, what is happening with just DC? What is, is it feel like Dan Didio is just kind of like throwing everything out there. The Joe Hill comics don't fit at all with what they're doing. It's so weird because the, they just the feel Hill like House they just imprint. feel like image horror books, and they're not they're not on the black label. Yeah, they're their own. Label. They're Hill House. They're Hill House. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, I appreciate I appreciate 
them trying to do something different. Of the things that are concerning me about DC Comics, that's not. It's just interesting. Fair. They have so they have list. so many so many things going on. For sure, yeah. I think that they saw. I think more than anything, it's it's seen as an advantage of like it's not something connected to DC Comics and it's Joe Hill, so they'll yeah. probably be fine and it'll get them some kind of pull and giving like Joe Hill was going to be somewhere with these stories and they wanted it to be them. That's true. I kind of get it, but anything that gets comics out, I'm far more concerned about the general state of the main universe. Yeah, right. Uh, it's just, it just it just really sucks because DC is DC are my guys. Yeah, like I grew up read I grew up watching DC comics characters. I got into comics through DC comics. My favorite characters are DC comic characters. Like, and I'm just not interested in a lot of these books. Yeah, welcome to me during Marvel now. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Like even with the new Fifty Two, I had books to look this forward is, to. This is me when Dan Slott was doing Spider Man. Yeah, like, wow, oh. can't care less. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, even New Fifty Two had books I was really interested in: Batman, Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. and Animal Man, for example. Uh, we went at the comic. We went to the comic store, and there is a uh, black and white variant for the latest Iron Man issue. And uh, Megan was like, "Oh, I bet Ryan would like this. We could pick this up for him if he hasn't gotten it." I'm like, "It's Dan Slott. I don't think he wants to read." I it. dropped that book. <laughs> I picked up Iron Man twenty twenty number one because. It's like a, it's something new, but it's still written by Dan Slott. So is we'll he see. still doing four? Fantastic, Fantastic four? four. He sure is. Not picking that book up either. That didn't go so good. It started good, yeah, and then just slowly, I'm just like, you're making some odd choices, my man. That's what happened with me with Bendis. He he is redoing the origin of the Fantastic Four. That's it's somebody caused them to get their powers. And of course I, he is. That's what he wants to do. Could not hate that more in my in my life. I, I hate it so much. That's what happened with me with Bendis. Like I was really excited about what Bendis was going to bring to the DC Comics universe, especially mm-hmm. to Superman. Like hell yeah! But then as I kept reading, I was like. I don't think I care. That yeah. video that I watched, um, the things that he pointed out mostly, and it's like he says, I, I think Bendis is a good writer, but just like the thing he did with John by aging him up and taking him away from the family, and then he thinks Lois, uh, he's doing a really bad job at Lois. I 100 percent agree with and that. I, and yeah. I saw some of that dialogue, and I'm like, Bendis, you're better than this, my I, man. I, I hate Bendis's Lo- Lois. Yeah. I've never hated a Lois more. And that's sad because it's a Lois Lane comic. I'm that's not. Dope. I'm not a. Yeah, it is. That's true. That's another good one. Is yeah. the Lois Lane comic? The Greg Rucka mm-hmm. book. Yeah. Um, I'm not caught up on the Bendis stuff, so I can't I can't speak too much to it. But I, I I'm not saying it'll be different in time. I am saying that sometimes people don't like what Bendis is doing until they see the end of it. Sure. That's true. But but that doesn't mean that this will be the case with this. I, I've even like even though I'm not caught up, I've heard things where I'm like, I'm I don't think I'm gonna like that either. Yeah. Like when I'm there. So Yeah, I get that. It it, it just it's just unfortunate that like but you know the difference is like for 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 Bendis and and Slot for example as we as we were making that comparison between our reactions to, the, to those runs for DC Comics there's not really another book that I'm like okay I'm running to that book if I, because I don't have that um, whereas for Marvel if I don't care about Empire I've still got Immortal Hulk and Venom like wh- who sure. cares mm-hmm. yeah you guys are gonna want to care about Empire I promise uh, pick up it's gonna t- it ties in with the X Men it's too late for me I'm or. <laughs> I'm already out <laughs> on the X Men. No, I'm still in on the X Men. Yeah, I don't want to. I can't pick up an event right now. No, I know. No, it's not happening for a while. You're fine. Okay. Yeah, you got time. Yeah, you got time. Um, you just so can't buy the ten tie comics before it. <laughs> 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 the road to the road of and Empire. Like, that, that's to, that's not to say like I like the year of the villain stuff a lot. I I think Batman Superman's a really great book, but there's really just not something. I, there's nothing stand out for me at DC Comics right now. Yeah. There isn't like an X Men like oh wow and, right and I and I. I still like all those Marvel things. I say that as a person who still feels like that that there are other titles where I I just wish that 
they were willing to let run the way they let Immortal Hulk run or Venom yeah, run. Dude. And they, instead, they, they crammed them into these things that I wish they weren't. Um, and so, like, you know, Marvel is not unblemishable in comparison. It's no, just that DC is being more of a train wreck at the moment. Again, I mentioned, like, uh, these things are, like, where the companies are good and bad. Again, they go through cycles. Like, New 52, Marvel now, Rebirth, uh, the X-Men stuff. Like, it's it's constantly happening. It's always evolving, be, being better, being worse. Um, it's just unfortunate that Rebirth wasn't, the promise that I thought it was going to be. That, yeah, that's what really bums, bums me out a lot. You know, because like Last Jedi really gets me excited about Star Wars. Rebirth got me really excited about DC and now I'm like not excited anymore. Yeah. Um, something I, I actually just remembered. Um, when it, Last time I actually sat down and forced myself to read all my books. I try to like organize them like which I, I want to read first. I put all my Superman, all my DC books at the bottom because I want to read my X-Men first. I want to read my Sonic first. I want to read my Ruby first. I want to read all the stuff I was super into. But then last time I read it, I was like, no, I've been holding off on these Superman stuff for months. For me, that's a death I have to. That's when I know I can. I have to force myself to read these Superman. So I, I read them and I didn't hate them. But at the same time, I'm just looking over my stack. I was like, I know I'm forcing myself to finish this, but God, I want to read my X-Men knew, books uh, right now. I, I do mine uh, by how many issues I have. So the more issues I have, they're at the top so that I yeah. can pick up the the ones i'm farther along like now obviously with my with um thank you again for getting my books today i'm gonna be reading all my x-men books because i'm really behind on my x-men and i know that's good shit it's true and i know that's great stuff and then i could go back to catch on and i can read my sonic my ruby and then that's it that's all i have now except those two other issues of superman where i'm probably if once i get to issue 18 i'm probably gonna say i'm done you weren't you weren't reading tom king batman right i was not no okay are you gonna read the phantasm stuff when that happens probably yeah that's a that's a 12 issue mini so you should be that should be fine yeah, yeah you should you should be fine if you have the time to read the tom king batman stuff i'm i'm behind myself but i'm mm-hmm. close um that's worth i think driving all the way up to because like I, I agree with ryan that i think that's very much like the end game of what his run was supposed to be mm-hmm. yeah um hell yeah yeah, I was going to say that I think that what's really sad about it is that Rebirth, I think, was an opportunity to bring in a lot of new comic readers. Absolutely. And oh, I yeah. don't think it held them the way that it could have. No. I mean, like, I am a Marvel guy, but I, li- I like DC Comics a lot. And, like, I was never reading more DC than when Rebirth first started. I was yeah. buying so many books that I never bought I was before. never happier to read new DC yeah. comics. Than I was when never more excited to read a Green Lantern. Except for Animal Man and, and that, Swamp Thing during New 52. Yeah. And now DC- I want to admit, I, I was not crazy about Tom King's Batman. Mm-hmm. Um so the, so that was a bummer that I wasn't reading the Batman comic, but I still had a great Superman, a great Wonder Woman, a great like I had a smorgasbord of comics that I can just be like, well, if I'm not reading Batman, Detective I've got all comics this was stuff. around, right? I did like Detective Comics a lot. Yeah, that was um, James Tinney and the Force mm-hmm. run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I remember su- being super excited, obviously when the New Fifty Two came out, because then I thought to myself, it's all number ones. I could start at the beginning. I don't have to. Um, I don't have to like spend so much money on getting back issues. I could just start here. New Fifty Two is what got me into comics. Yeah, like yeah. It, got me, it got me to buying comics on a regular basis. Same. Yeah. yeah. And then because I was an adult, <laughs> and I yeah. See, yeah, yeah, and like, I have money now too. Re- That's re- another I, thing. I did to New Fifty Two what I did to Rebirth, which is where I went in and I gave every number one a shot and I tried it out, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. nothing, no title really got me to stick as hard as weirdly at the time Aquaman. Aquaman. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, the Aquaman and the New Fifty Two was good. Run. Oh man, every but, time a Casey Casual comes up to me and to me about Aquaman I'm like well did you read Jeff John's run but but it was it was that and then the animal man was the surprise smash hit for me where God. I'm like yeah. I've never known this character and I love him yeah that was <laughs> also my introduction him. to him yeah. um, him and Swamp Thing well. together and, really and well. that's what brought me to Swamp Thing at the time is because oh, animal man I and see, Swamp I Thing see, crossover I see them both right oh now. yeah baby I got that whole 
that whole set, Rot the first World. three trades Lord, of both. That, that the, swamp thing, that Scott Snyder swamp thing run was just. The but manager, uh, the manager at the time, I wrote to comics said, "If you don't buy, if you buy Animal Man and you don't like it, I will refund you your money." So like, okay, sure, cool. I'll pick it up. Right, oh, yeah. exactly. I love. Uh, it, yeah. It's an incredible run. It is. Um, but not, but nothing really got me to stick as hard as than Rebirth did. Rebirth is mm-hmm. the one where I got in on the number ones, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna keep a lot of these. Do you know what Rebirth did? Like when the Fifty Two happened, the only mainstay hero that made me keep reading it was Batman, because Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo, you got the Court of Owls, you got, um, you got. Are you Death talking of, about New Fifty Two? I'm Rebirth? talking about New Fifty Two run. Okay, you said Rebirth at first. Yeah, so that's well, why I was confused. So, but here's when when. I'm trying to um, compare New 52 and Rebirth because sure, New sure. 52, the only mainstay hero I wanted to keep reading was Batman, whereas I got Superman, hard hell no. The second sc- yeah, uh, um, Greg, uh, Greg Morrison finished his Superman action run, nosedive. I mean, there was a few good ones, like when Greg Pak came back, it was cool, and then Jeff Johns oh, tried. Man, remember the, the three issues that Greg Pak did? He I did, do. like, five. Uh, Chris at Earth 2 got me to buy those comics because he's like, it's, this is good Superman. Oh, there's oh, you're right. Un- no, Greg Pak actually had 12. I'm sorry. I yeah. meant uh, Andy Diggle. That's the, the one. Oh. Remember he the did one two issue? issues of Superman. One. A one? And then Tony Daniel finished the next two. Oh, mm. God damn it. Man, I wonder the story behind no, that. I re- I remember so up, no, I remember picking up Superman 13, and it was Hell on Earth, and it was... Um, Hell? Uh, whatever. And it was Scott, Scott Liddell. Liddell. Yeah, Scott Liddell. Kenneth Rockefeller's art? Beautiful. <laughs> Everything else? I don't know. I, I feel bad for Kenneth Rockefeller. Yeah. At, but at here's DC. the thing. But here's the thing. I will give to the new Fifty Two. I will give credit for Swamp Thing, Animal Man, I have shit like uh, Aquaman, even shit like that. He didn't read that vampire. Neither did I. Resurrection Man Aqu- is good. Aquaman when it I started. I really yeah. liked. When it had Johns. I really liked Resurrection Man. Resurrection Man and I Vampire were the two first books to get cut because they're their lower sellers and those were yeah awesome books. And also, and also, yes. I'll give, I yeah. liked the first few issues of Earth Two. I really did. Yeah, yeah I liked the first the volume. Only one. I was the I, only I, one. I liked the first volume. Fine. And then, unfortunately, I, I spent my money on Worlds, and that was why did I do that? Oh god. Oh. Anyways, back to my remember um, convergence. Com- let's not. I try to forget. Back to my comparison. Because with Rebirth, I want to read Superman. I want to read Batman. Mm-hmm. The other stuff, cool, it's there, but I want to go to my mainstay hero, which is Superman. Reading Tomasi, the first two volumes of Superman Rebirth, I love Superman again. Yeah. And then with Bendis coming back, I'm like, this. I thought it was like the second coming to Jesus when I, Bendis I, I was, became, came over to Superman. I was hoping so it was going to feel like that. We yeah. all did. We all did. And, and then we it's all like, did. It's not, here's the thing. It's not bad. Bendis is not bad. It's just not good enough. It could just not be free. And here's that's that's what I used. To, that's why I say about Tom King. Well, yeah. A, yeah, and it does feel like Tomasi was robbed of an. Arc. Oh God, absolutely, yes. God, absolutely. yes. And th- you know what? That happened a lot after uh, towards towards Bendis. Do you know how many people left the books and were just kind of like, "Yeah, I'm doing this now." Tom King, mm-hmm. Tomasi, yeah, mm-hmm. like. Like what happened to editorial where they just like uh, nope nope and nope and like nope. hearing Ryan talk about Tom King's Batman run about how it's phenomenal and then we get the wedding of batman and catwoman i read a lot of tom all, king's batman run and all that stuff i'm like man i really want to start picking up batman the only reason why i didn't pick up batman is because i didn't know much of tom mm-hmm. king's work and i was like damn it scott snyder's not there i, I but I, then snyder's on justice league and i pick up that trade in a heartbeat i would have i would have I, I always say this about tom king like it's not necessarily that that i think it's bad mm-hmm. uh it is that the story he is trying to tell because he's a good writer and i've read mm-hmm. stuff of his that i really like Fish. the story that he is that he is telling uh is just not one I'm interested in, mm-hmm. uh, or the way that he is telling it is something I'm not interested in, and, and, and I have the same feeling with Bendis. Like I like Bendis as a writer, mm-hmm. but I don't like You're this. Just not, it's this not isn't interesting you. for me. A lot of the DC universe right now feels like we're existing in that state the X Men were in for a few years before Hickman did this. 
Yeah. What he I did. don't think anything could be that bad. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, it feels like <laughs> it we're heading. Messy. No, it feels like we're heading into that spiral. Oh, okay, yeah. With a lot of the characters, yeah, where where they just don't know what they do have with to them. keep publishing them, but they don't know what they're doing. That's now, what really I'm not saying me that's about across the, the board, stuff. but it is. It does feel like we're heading in that direction with yeah. some characters. And now that we're yeah, getting this, yeah, yeah. and now we're getting this whole 5G thing, and I'm like, I think they might be directionless because they're kind of like waiting for 5G to get like cemented. Whatever. I, I think yeah. it's even worse. I think they're waiting for any kind of clarity. Yeah. On where they're headed, I don't even think they know. Yeah. I don't even think the thing that Dan the has per- told them. The only person that has anything that has any uh, story that he's shepherding is Scott Snyder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're the villain's almost over. Yeah, yeah. it's and been the, a year. And the only thing that, that, and not the only thing, but the thing that freaks me out about five G the most is like we already had these two big like reboots and events. Like you have the new fifty two, you have Rebirth, and it's like we're doing this again. It's like no, we just went through two of those. We don't need another one to fix the timeline. Who cares? Comic books have this great thing. Like, I don't think this is them fixing the timeline. Or I think not this fix, is, or just. I think that I think this goes into an, a really good a really good point that you're about to stumble onto. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the the legacy characters, five G is all about making new legacy characters. No, yeah. But where are the legacy characters you already have? They're You've, missing. They're all missing. They got yeah. vanished. They got Thanosed. What DC has incredible legacy characters. They incredible do incredible legacy characters. The JSA. That are, the, no, I'm not talking about the JSA. I'm talking about the sidekicks. I'm talking about oh. Speedy to Red Arrow. I'm okay. talking about Arsenal. Robin. Rob. All the Robins. Nightwing. Uh, the Batgirls. Wonder Woman. Aqualad. Uh, uh, Wonder Girl. Sorry. Uh, Aqualad. Like they have so many incredible iconic Wally West, the most mm-hmm. iconic legacy character. Tim Drake should be Batman. Of, mm-hmm. God. Oh, we saw that actually in the James Tynion run. It's pretty good. Dick Grayson should be Batman still. Dick Grayson uh, doesn't want to be Batman. He's his own man. He's Nightwing, baby. Uh, maybe Drake then. <laughs> hate, 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 hate that. Red yeah. Robin was fine. Yes. Um, um. So I'm just, I'm just kind of like looking at the stuff. And where was I going with this? <laughs> I don't About know. the legacy characters. The legacy characters are just kind of like, hey, what about us? And and Didio just has this 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 need to dislike legacy characters. We know he does. We know he doesn't mm-hmm. like the, the legacy characters because his brain doesn't make sense. Doesn't make them make sense. Um, it feels like <laughs> I feel like this is exactly what's going to happen. Like in a couple years or whatever, the five G thing is going to happen. We're going to get all these new number ones or just relaunches with new creative teams, the new Batman, the new Wonder Woman. And then in like a year or two, if sales are bad, they'll do a huge event and all the heroes are suddenly back. Absolutely. And 100%. that sucks. 100%. But you know what? Marvel, whose legacy characters are very, very recent, mm-hmm. very, very recent, are are just pushing the legacy characters. Just be like, hey, look, legacy. Hey, look, all these characters, mm-hmm. all these sidekick characters. Like they're just constantly pushing them. But I, I'm sorry, Marvel. DC has better legacies. Yeah. I can't. I mean, I can't disagree with that. I mean, on a, and yeah. that could just be my bias because of DC Comics. It's a little Club. bias because Marvel, Marvel's dope. <laughs> I like this Marvel. Yeah, I, I do. Um, so you have you have all these 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 legacy characters that are just kind of they don't gone. Have, they don't have the time. Like again, like Wally West is is a decades old character. Miss Marvel is a five year old character. Like they just they, they just don't have the impact because they haven't been here that long. Uh, They're I, babies. I, that's what I was implying yeah. with the with my with my bias. And I'm, but I'm just saying that like when you're doing something like five G, why isn't 5G, uh, Kong. He Sparks is showing us a picture of Kong Gorilla real quick. Oh. I'm just saying, like, where's Kong Gorilla right now? It's just why. That's why I pulled this out. I just wanted to see why this. isn't uh, why isn't 5G about Wally West becoming the Flash, or God. Tim Drake becoming Batman? Uh, this or is like Connor Kent becoming the Superman. The biggest mistake is not doing that. Just like, hey man, we are evolving the DC universe. 
it's not even like a big event thing. It's just like, yeah, Tim Drake's now Batman and Donna Troy is Wonder Woman and we have this new Green Lantern. And it's like, why? Why? Yeah, why do you hate DC? Why do you hate legacy characters, legacy, Dan? And now, that, uh, now, hey, Superman, you know, much like Thor, will always come back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to be Connor Kent forever. Um, the, these these things happened. Jane Foster wasn't Thor forever. Yep. Um, so these things. She's Valkyrie. Yeah. These things change. These things evolve, and these things come right back around. That's what Grant Morrison always said. They always have to come back around. The difference a little bit is that like Marvel isn't afraid to have three Spider Men. Yeah. Or having three of names of the same character. We're like, there's only one Batman forever. It's only Bruce Wayne. Like why? That's the opposite of what Batman Incorporated was about. Yes, I love that <laughs> book, dude. Japanese Batman and Robin. Oh my god! I just wish that DC cared more about the legacy characters. Me too. Because um, mm-hmm. they should be more front and center. And with Rebirth focusing on Wally West, it felt like, like, hey, we're gonna do some of that. And, and the, Doomsday Clock. And yeah. Doomsday Clock. Yeah, frankly, uh, Doomsday Clock should have been more focused on Wally West than it yeah. was. And now what they did? No, was, I meant Doomsday Clock, fo- like bringing legacy characters into focus. Oh yeah, yeah. With especially with the JSA. Yeah, that's I what just, I meant. Legion, baby. Because where, where are they? And don't give me any bullshit about like <laughs> because it, because Wally it, West is doing the dark multiverse because thing. Because it makes like the, the, the first year and a half of Rebirth and Doomsday Clock itself feel like something that that happened in an alternate timeline yes. of the DC Comics universe because it's talking about and relating to the characters in a different way than all of the titles are at this point. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Almost all. It just uh I I think it, I think just I miss being optimistic mm-hmm. about the mm-hmm. DC universe. Um and I hope someday that I can get that back. That they Me can too. get that back. Yeah, it's it's a shame because like every time I go to the store, I like uh, our comic store. You have like the DC wall and you have the Marvel wall, and I always go to the DC wall and I'm like, nah, I don't want it. And I'm I'm like looking my, at all the books like I don't want any my, of these books. My wallet because of uh, Hickman and the X Men is like, you know, man, you just accept it. that DC's less right, yeah. right now to you. Yeah, that's how my buy wallet those X Men books, baby. That's, do how it, my wa- that's how my wallet is right now. It's like, yo, do you want to keep spending money on Superman because it's just Superman and you're not liking it, or do you want to spend your money on stuff you actually love, like the X Men, Marauders, Excalibur, yes. shit you like? I do you want to spend a, yeah. your money on that or stuff you don't? So that's why I'm like, I'm probably just gonna drop Superman altogether, which do it, hurts man. my soul. But at the same time, it's like I can't be spending my money on books that I'm not enjoying every back. Back every when time. I uh, had a dis- always go back for trades. Back when I had a discount at the comic book store that I worked at, I was buying a lot of comics and a lot of comics that I, I frankly didn't need anymore. Uh, but I, I just I was a completionist. I have to complete the run just because mm-hmm. that's how I was. And I'm not that way anymore because one, I don't have a discount, so I can't spend that money anymore. But I quickly realized we were talking about you put comics at the bottom because like you're not excited to read them. That should be the first sign that you should drop that book. Yeah. You're spending money on something that you're actively avoiding. Yeah, that's you're avoiding. Like, I was you like, I had all my Superman books on the super bottom, and every time I was like, "Hey, I have two Sonics and two New Rubies and a few X Men books." That's gonna go. I, on top. I can't just buy Iron Man because I love Iron Man. Yeah, if the book's bad, I, I gotta drop it. You gotta you gotta be responsible to yourself. I mean, to, <laughs> in my, that is your final thoughts. Yeah, that's it. Okay, in my defense, I did give Superman a chance. I did give Bendis a chance. I'm still really enjoying his Young Justice run, even though the whole Drake thing still irks me to like no other. It's just so dumb. It is. It's really stupid. Red Robin was fine. What the hell, man? But yum. Yeah. Yum. Thank you. <laughs> but I feel like DC. They just need to get their shit together. Yeah. I mean, I want to say that they just need to have to sit down, look back at what worked at Rebirth, and like maybe not do it again. Obviously, but it's like, what did we do? Or talk to your editors. Yeah. Talk to the yeah. editors. Talk to other. Excuse me. Talk to other writers. See what they're doing, so that you don't contradict what they're doing. Yeah. And just, just do something where don't wall yourselves off from everyone else. Just have a powwow. Have a freaking powwow once a month and be like, okay, who's doing what? What are you doing? Hey, that's a good idea. Maybe we can improve on that with so and so. 
or in the or hey maybe that's not the greatest idea but let's workshop it a little bit do we, i don't know do we uh know of any dc titles that are coming out that have been announced that we've talked about in the last couple of weeks or months that mm-hmm. we're excited about because i i'm trying to think no the, the only one it was was legion with bendis and and i'm not buying it <laughs> i don't care about I'm, that yeah. i'm not buying i mean as much as i know i've i've not heard anything that dc has has, has put out that i was remote i feel like marvel in. i mean besides x-men they st- i'm st- I, like there's a new title every week i feel like yeah uh, anyway, um, finish off your thoughts, Ben. And then it's just DC. Just get your shit together, DC. Sparks. <laughs> just get your shit together. <laughs> uh, no, I feel like <laughs> I, I know that's like, a big broad term. No, but I mean, over. like I, I feel like it's. Uh, I don't know. I feel like we we covered it pretty well. But yeah. like all these things have been flow. I'm sure it'll see the sun again. I just yeah. it's it's less that I like. I know they can come back and have another moment, like what Rebirth was. Maybe not even on that scale, but like still have that where they recapture everyone. And we're like, yeah, DC rocking it. I just want it to last longer than this did. Yeah, Brandon, who's taking over Justice League? Robert Mendetti. Okay. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, it, I, I like his Hawkman. No, again, no offense to him, but it, that feels very much like a James Tinney on a Batman thing. Like. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool. I, I'm not think, that excited. I think that James Tinian has, has teased that he has plans for his arc. I don't think yeah. James Tinian. I think James Tinian has uh, upgraded to full time writer. Yes, but I think Robert Vendetti is 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 definitely like the. We'll put you there until we find someone better. Yeah, placeholder. It's yeah. kind of unfortunate. Which um, sucks because that book's probably going to be safe again. Uh, anyway, so that's all I got. So we get into more comic book news with our comic book fake nerd comic. What's it called? What are we doing? Book club. Book club. <laughs> Hey, welcome to the Fake Nerd Comic Shop. Yeah, hi. Um, do you have any books? Uh, could you be a little bit more specific? Um, anything readable? Time now for our book club, Ben. Yes, take I'm it away. Okay, on. so my book club this week was Shirtless Bearfire by um. Oh God, I, that was a bad way to try and read this. Jody Lehop. Yep. Hey, now I know how you feel. Um, it was co-written by Jody Lehop and Sebastian. Um. Gurner? Geiner? Gurner. Ben, ben craves a Bob Smith. Oh. <laughs> what? That's what I said earlier. In the oh, yeah, yeah. I now crave a Bob Smith. <laughs> and then it was drawn by Neil Vendrell. I got that one right. There you go. So the reason why I picked this is because this was my Christmas present from Downright Nerdy Podcast. I had never read this book until this week. And holy shit, Michael, what the damn hell in a good way. So, uh,. <laughs> I hated this book. <laughs> I had a feeling you did. Really, Ben, I loved this. <laughs> this is great. This is so much oh fun. Oh, my God. Michael, if you're listening to this, thank you for this gift. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I needed the bear plane in my life. Neither did I. His, his house is made out of bears. The yeah. bear house. The lawyer bear. <laughs> Just the, part, the fact that he shows up and it's digitized his schlong. Oh, yeah. The part that got me is... When it's doing the montage of him fighting bears. Oh, I have that. Can uh-huh. I, yes, I, I have a yes. picture of that. Yes, and that part turns, was great because he does, turns into fighting bears he fr- and he, then fighting stuffed bears. Yeah, and fighting, then fighting the Chicago huh? bears. <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. second fighting gay bears. No, in San Francisco. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. My God. See? There just it is. Him, just him fight because I saw the, the Chicago teddy bears. Like, bears. That's oh cute. God. The Chicago bears. Shit. That's good. Like the second I saw the teddy bear, I'm like. Teddy bears. Oh, okay, I guess so. I for the page. Is he buying the Chicago freaking bears? Before Panda. that, before that, they had called in an airstrike to kill the to kill the two bears. And the the pilot, the, one of the pilots says, "I'm looking at those crazy bears." Uh, HQ, turn it up on the flip on the flip down, like we talked about. And the other guy's like, 
killing me, Jackrabbit. Learn the lingo, for God's sake. <laughs> Ten four, Dill Pickle. <laughs> um, the kids are on the way to the pool. <sighs> I just also love when uh, um, Burke, the old agent, he's like, haven't seen this since WW2. How? And then Silva oh is just like, what? He's like, uh, we were in name. How old are you? Look, there's a scene of him fighting a panda bear in Nam. I, I've I been thought, involved uh, in the past no, nine eight, American major conflicts. 18. 18. 18. <laughs> oh, here's my favorite. Nope, not possible. No, here's one of my favorite lines were um, Silva's, um, the war, it's all I got left. This ain't on you, Burke. I thought pandas only lived in China. They do they now. Do. <laughs> they do that now. That was great. Yeah, the, the shirtless bear fighter being like, they do now. <laughs> so this, so shirtless bear fighter. When he's a kid, if you haven't he's still got it, he's still got a long beard and a long schlong. As uh, a baby, <laughs> it's 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 like a like an ex like it's like an ex military guy. Like oh, you need to get back into service. Except it's a naked man who fights bears, <laughs> and he always this he bear punch. He, he was raised by bears, by bears. and uh, also brother bear. bear. And also bears can talk. Of course they can. They're it, flapjacks. Call them flapjacks. Oh, she God. didn't know. Yeah. She didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's a great line that what's what Burke is his name? Yeah. Um, he's talking. He's trying to recruit shirtless bear fighter, and his dong's just hanging out, digitized. Um, oh, and it's like he's just trying to get him in, and shirtless is just like, what if I say no? And then Burke's like, then we're gonna nuke him. And the president doesn't negotiate with bearerists. Oh. And I'm like, I, I know, I love this book. Is it the, is it, is it the Reds? No, commie bastards. We yeah. don't. We don't know. Or, or like when he's when he's naked, and everyone's like, oh god, put him away. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I, he, yeah, he's born with a beard. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, there's a, I, I the a second picture. I saw the bear plane, I'm like, what the hell? Oh what yeah, the yeah. Hell? I, ha- I have the I have the quote. I have, <laughs> I have the quote here when when Burke is like when Burke betrays them. Yeah. Uh, and he's just like, uh, it's about it's about the money. It's about the fact that uh, that donkey that that, that dookie kings like <laughs> like logger get get more respect than than veterans of war. I fought in 18 major American <laughs> conflicts. Nope, not possible. <laughs> um, oh, one other thing. Sorry, I just flipped it. Like, there's like a few bears on the side of New Orleans thing. Like when he's going to different cities, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. the, those bears are drunk as hell. Or, yeah, yeah. or, or how, about, or how about when he fl- swims? He upstream? jumps like a salmon. <laughs> that's so uh, weird. It's Bur- just like that's so weird. Burke gives him a note, and he's like, and the note is from a bear. Yeah, and it just says rah 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 on it. And it's, it's translated. It's so his oh. greatest rival, brother bear. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. And also, we cannot forget. The freaking hillbilly warlock. Oh my god! Or the when pig. He's, when he's yeah. cha- when he's wearing a shirt and he's like, they put a shirt on me. My greatest weakness. <laughs> Lawyer bear, guys. That scene it just kills me. Or when when the bears are retaliating and they're just like, uh, bears driving monster trucks, just like the old fortune teller said. <laughs> yeah, this part god, freaked me out. The part where here. No, the part where the warlock's like, now butter up my hog teats. I'm like, what? The oh fuck? yeah. This, oh, yeah. this book is full of puns. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, the the writers are in it. Yeah, the, it's yeah. Um, I had a lot of fun reading this. Uh, well, the, I would love to see this to be like an animated movie please. or something. The villain has a giant toilet mech. Yeah. Oh my god. No, only that he he craps he, in a gold toilet too. He craps in a gold toilet and he makes the bears wipe it wipe it up yes. for him. When he when he's he's flushed out of the toilet thing. Oh, he has the line. Yeah. yeah. Why did I have that installed? Oh. And he just says, foiled by my love for meticulously constructed killer toilet robots. Yeah. And then he gets like into like a robot. The hubris. He gets yeah. into like, a robot at the end. It's just like, it doesn't work. It's, it's like, like, this oh. doesn't work. I can't move. I quit. And then it's just, it just goes, poop. It's like, I give up. Yeah. He's like, someone get me out of here quickly. Poop. I give up. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Uh, this. Book, I was laughing out loud. I really was too. Lot. Like, I, I was pleasantly. I was. This, this book be- is absurd, but it's the funny kind of absurd. It's the type of thing where you're like, uh, he was right. 
it's it's what the title says. It's shirtless bear fighter. It's about a shirtless dude who fights bears. I got a log line for you. His After name being shirtless. betrayed by the bears that raised him, the legendary shirtless bear fighter wanders the forest he's sworn to protect, fist fighting bears, eating flapjacks, and being the angriest man the world has ever known. So God, yeah. Um, it's uh, it's not like it, there's no like depth or anything. It's just it's a really funny. Like it does not take itself seriously at no, all. It does uh, not. Like I love it when Mama Bear is swinging her ball and chain oh around like a freaking yeah. uh, nunchuck. When he when the Papa Bear gets injured and he's like, yeah. "What is that? Your cousin or something?" <laughs> they all look the same to oh. me. <laughs> oh, and it's like, well, that's oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> I just got to the thing that Bram mentioned earlier. Just like the fortune teller said, like, "What fortune teller were you going?" Or oh, they're to? like Bear Cavalry. They don't. They own the. They own the, the okay. land. I'm really glad that, or spoiler for the book, but I'm really glad Papa Bear doesn't die. Yeah. I was really glad. They like, have a nice moment. No, in, yeah. no. It's not that kind of book. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I, I'm, I love the, uh, hold on, go back, Ben, like the, the logo for the, the toilet waste company. Oh, yeah. Where is with it? The, uh, there, it is. there it is. There it is. Fuzzy wipes. Yeah, yeah. it's fuzzy wipes. <laughs> and the the slogan is like, don't wipe your ass on a tree like a dumb bear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Huggy? Huggy is Charmin? He's Charmin's rubbing his ass Charmin. on America. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brother Bear! Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> uh, guys, if you want to read a really, really, really funny book uh, that also looks pretty good. It does. Uh, I do love the art in this it, it quite is, a bit. It's pretty good art. Uh, yeah. It fits it perfectly. Uh, check out Shirtless Bear Fighter. I would love a sequel, a prequel. I, I Give me anything. I want more. Oh. I would love to see more of this one. The w- it's a dick slapping good time. It, uh. is, it is very... Wait, can you read what Brother Bear's... What does that say on it? His, his Brother Bear, may he at last know peace. Hey, oh, that's cute. That's not funny. I thought it was going to be funny. <laughs> Well, because he was he felt betrayed. Because no, there, there are, there yeah, are yeah. moments like when like when Agent Burke is is in the is in the traps, and he uh-huh. and he says a he says a line along the lines of like, uh, "We don't get what we deserve; we get what we take." Oh, that's true. Yeah. I like that line. That is a good line. That's yeah. a good line. <laughs> so there are moments of like, uh, it's of not, some humanity. It's not yeah. the type of book, mm-hmm. but there are moments. And yeah, I, I, I like them. Uh, <laughs> he swings his he, he swings around to see Silva, and it, no, not only that. Did you notice what her badge says? Her no. badge now says Fuzz. That's cute. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's part That's cute. of the uh, So he's normally naked. They yeah. have to put pants on him. Yeah, he, he turns around, slap, do yep. really. <laughs> yeah, he's just a slap and slap. I like. That. I liked her. I liked her. Um, I liked her flashback to when she saves the kitten in the tree. Uh-huh. Oh and yeah, then, and she's like, and I got the scar to remind me never to do that again. Mm-hmm. And the mother bear says, sometimes we learn the wrong lessons from things. And then Aww. she's like, because she's like, like what happened to the feline? Yeah, yeah. and it's like yeah. her in recovering with her broken leg, and her cat Billy is all like lovey doveys, mm-hmm. and she's like, see, things turn out the way they do, and it's all fine. No. And also, I just love the line where it's like, um. We're getting reports of white supremacist polar bears at the North Pole just time for Christmas. Grr! Black there mask. You are. Black mask. Join the war on bear. On, uh, bear. bear. I'm glad. You, I'm glad you brought that up because that that is one of my favorite parts. Is where Mama Bear says sometimes we learn the wrong lesson. I'm like, man, I don't see that shit. Yeah. Often yeah. Enough. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> like, because like the, the lesson she learned was like, oh, don't do anything stupid. But the lesson she should have learned is you saved your cat. Yes. Yeah. Save the cat's life. Uh, so yeah, it's called Shirtless Bear Fighter. If you look at the t- if you look at the cover, like you know what you're getting into. It's a snake on a plane. You know, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, I didn't know I was getting something that ridiculous. Neither yeah. did I. Uh, I did not notice <laughs> not, the giant. I didn't tar- know how far it was going to go. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Actually, I just now before we start recording this episode, I just noticed the freaking toilet mech on the cover oh, yeah, yeah. of the graphic oh, it novel. It sets you up for everything, baby. Yeah, you got the ha- you got the warlock there. I'm like, who the hell is this little brother? Bear's got a dope ass eye patch. Yeah, and then I was like. Then you see Logger in the corner. It's like, that looks like a Grand Moff Tarkin sort of dude. It and it turns out it's just this freaking megalomaniac. He's the brother of his, of his... of Clementine, his, yeah. Clementine, which was his girlfriend Yo, who died. That that he, was like that was killed, sad. Right? Or yeah. something? Yeah. Logger, that, lo- yeah. Yeah, Logger got her killed. Yeah. That was just sad. It was all a trap. Yeah. All a ploy. 
But yeah, this, I liked this... I liked this book a whole lot. I was at first I'm like what, and then I kept reading. I'm like oh this is this is actually freaking. I was sold sold issue one. <laughs> I was hysterical. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's a really good time. I was back at WW2. How old are you? Back in now. I like I that they spell all. it out. WW2. D U B Y A. Instead of shit, they say Dookie. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, Ryan. It's your book club next week. It sure is. What is I it? am looking up the creative title, the creative people who wrote and drew this great book that I'm going to do, and it's called Space Colon Punisher. <clears throat> it's just called Space Punisher. Space Colon Punisher with a question mark? Hey, guys, punishment is a dish best served in space Cause, because Frank Castle, uh, he had a space family shop at the Space Mafia. So <laughs> if you guys want to talk about a ridiculous comic, the artist is Mark Texiera, and it's written by Frank Thierry. I like this book a lot. I talked to Frank Thierry at a Comic-Con about it for a long time because nobody bought this book but me. <laughs> I just used to do a, a um, Stegman and Friends where he was on it. <gasps> oh, I'm watching that later. Yeah. Um, all right. So that'll do it for this week's episode. Another one Bites down the dust? toilet. Oh. oh. Why did we make it so immaculate? <laughs> um Next week, Space Punisher, as he said. Um, we have uh, uh, an announcement. Mm. I'm going to say we have locked down a temporary date to have Mark Guggenheim back on Did the we? show. Yeah. The Googs? Um, uh, hopefully that, that we can make that work. Uh, and then we'll have some pretty interesting... I got a lot to say after Crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Was it three years ago we last talked to yeah. him? Mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. We've all grown so much. <laughs> yeah, you guys were able to talk to him. I wasn't on that episode. Well, guess what, baby? This uh, one I might am. be the other way around. Oh, <laughs> you shit. might replace Sparks. <laughs> oh, oh, no. no. Very likely. Yeah. No. Um, uh, all right. Uh, speaking of Crisis on Infinite Earths, both parts of our Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, fake nerds watch are up on uh, the YouTubes. I don't normally watch our content because I'm in them and I don't like myself. Same. But I did because you mentioned something about an edit. <laughs> yes. Because there's a lot of cat interruptions in our in our uh, fake nerds watch episode of Crisis, and it was a great edit you made. <laughs> did you fun. see both of them? No. I saw <laughs> the first two. one. I saw there's both. Two. Of them. Where's the second one? Is that the end? Not long after. Damn! I cut it off right there. Did okay. you see my edit point when I said don't do this cats thing? No, wait. At that point, I told you that 1930. You needed to you needed to cut out some bits. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you see what I said? Uh, don't do the cats thing. No, I didn't see that. Oh, oh. rip. Because um, <laughs> I because uh, I had just fought, watched the Crisis on Infinite Earth video. I saw you say "f you say." Yeah, I, I just, because I was watching it, and it was just like Judy Dench. Meow. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, holy shit! I was not prepared. Yeah, you go. You go hey, forward about like two minutes. There's another one. Right. Hey, when I saw that uh, text thread, I'm like, what does what is Brandon talking about? <laughs> meow. It's the bit where Judy Dench like. Turns and it's like, wow. Oh, I need to watch that. Sure. Okay. <laughs> really funny. Thanks. Uh, it took me by surprise. And our first episode of Star Trek Picard, Fake Nerds Watch, with Woo! myself and downright nerdy is Michael Carl. Engage. Is coming up this week's. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. You recorded it. I did? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I gave it to him on a thumb drive and everything. It's on, it's on my computer right now. Oh. Did it say Prawn Hub? <laughs> you don't want that one. Oh. You owe Michael an apology. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we weren't ready to introduce him to the prawn, huh? <laughs> oh, God. And uh, we also have another show, Basement Arcade. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, yep. Doing some Sonic Mania. Sonic Mania continues. Still does. going. Any, any, com- any combats? I keep farting forgetting. <laughs> uh, hell yeah, we can do some more combat. Gotta do it soon, soon because we're, we're running mortal. <laughs> we got a movie coming out in a one year from now. Um, so, yeah, both those shows can be found in the link in the description, plus many, many more things, uh, such as uh, episodes and our Doomsday Clock special just went up. TikTok. Our Doomsday Clock. Uh, Correct. Well, it's the length of an episode. 
I didn't realize <laughs> that we talked about that thing for like two and a half hours. Yeah. We did. That was awesome. We did. Uh, <laughs> yep. You can either listen to our entire episode as a video, four hours. or you can just listen to us talk about Doomsday Clock, which is about two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> the, either way, they are both over two hours. Hell yeah, yeah baby. Um, right. Our last so up soon. So if you're driving out to Vegas, there you go. You got a podcast. I will I will catch up on the episodes missed between those at some point. Okay. Um, uh, we also have a Funko promo code. You can use promo code SHOP10 for 10% off your purchase when you click the link in the description. We also have a Patreon and a TeePublic. Oh. Um, all the links are in the description. Please support us. Uh, we great. It's a, a big help um for us now and in the future um i thank you to everyone who listens we greatly appreciate it uh seriously tell your friends um if you haven't if you're too embarrassed tell them anyway tell them um, boy, tell them don't be embarrassed by what you listen to thank you to jeremy Bellucci for uh our yeah, maybe you should read this i'm getting a little fuzzy eyed <laughs> you okay <laughs> i don't know you're a little sleepy <laughs> jeremy Bellucci, thank you so much i'm not sleepy wink <laughs> wink, uh. wink. <laughs> <laughs> Random. I'm always sleepy. Week. <laughs> oh, That's a secret cap. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I was um doing, I was doing work. I was like, man, does Ryan feel like that all the time? Not all the time, but a good portion of the time. A lot of the time. It helps. Uh, <laughs> thank you, to Jeremy Bellucci, for our mu- our musics, our uh, interlude musics. Uh, I I need to get more from him. Uh, you can find him at Jeremy Bellucci. My God, congratulations are in order. Yeah, they are. He is engaged. He is engaged. Engaged. He is Look engaged. He's to be a grown married. up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Damn. Yeah. He's the I next didn't on the expect list. him to be the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Neither did he. <laughs> uh, he got proposed. You know to. that, right? Yeah. No. Oh, he did. Yeah. Pepper proposed to him. Whoa. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Take that gender things. Oh, pe- was it? Isn't peppers. there like a movie about leap year where the girl gets to propose to the man to the guy? Mm. I thought there was a movie about that Leap somewhere. Leap year, yeah, where the where the Sandy Hawkins dance? No, no, like it was a movie where this on Leap Year Day, um, it's like I guess quote unquote socially acceptable or some BS like that or some tradition where a girl can propose to the man. It's kind of like uh, I don't know. I remember a movie about this. Uh, it's Leap Year. I hey don't everybody, remember. That ladies be. can propose at any time. If yeah, you, yeah, if you want to propose to your man, propose does, to your damn man. Does Pepper identify as? Yeah. Oh, right. I don't know that. Uh, th- thank you. Uh, he has a, he has he has a podcast, but now that he's a married man, who knows for how long? Well, engaged, oh no, man. he's engaged. He's not engaged. married yet. Now, he, he could be listening when he's married. Nah, you no. can't listen to podcasts once you get married. So it's, it's a law. <laughs> Th- this episode will not be interesting at that point. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you to Jer- th- so Jeremy Blue, the suburban pro- suburban proctologist. Uh, you can find that show on iTunes, Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official, Instagram at Subproc Podcast. Yeah. Thank you to Mike Batola. Uh, he's almost out of here, guys. Almost. almost out of LA. Uh, thank you to Mike Batola. He will be on again soon. You can find his his work at, at Mike Batola. He did our two logos for us. Um, and uh, hopefully another uh, Mike's Impossible Movie Trivia Challenge is on the way. Oh? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> but hopefully it is. Hell yeah. Um, thank you. So, so you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fake Nerd Podcast. Fake Nerd Guys at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Sparks. Uh, you can find me, uh, Fighting Bears Without a Shirt On at Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S P A R K Z Witty. Ryan, did you find something to read? I was looking for something, but this is what I got. The Falcon and Winter Soldier will start streaming August 2020. You can find oh, yeah, me yeah. at DJ mm-hmm. Tony Snark. Ooh, okay. And, and miss that in the news. Ben. 
You can find me playing uh, Jedi Fallen Order at BenMagic27 on both Instagram and Twitter. And also you can find me writing about old school retro video games at oldschoolgamermagazine.com. I will also be playing Jedi Fallen Order. Look, at, the, look at that. Rad. I accidentally stepped on my cat this morning. Oh no! Oh no! He, was, he, had, he, had, uh, he had cuddled under my blanket and just like disappeared under the blanket. And I was like, and I was just stepping on the bed. And yep. I was like, oh, that's a face. <laughs> We're ending the show now. Yeah, I have a a black cat, and my room's often dark, so I I understand. Yeah, rolling over. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Rate and review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Until next week, guys, stay fit.